Perfect timing. We are back. Another episode of the Unclicked Podcast. Chris Fox, Ryan Fudger, Corey Walsh is sitting in, hanging out. RBMX, thank you, brother, for doing the second Unclicked Podcast with us. Dude, I'm honored. Two. Two of them with you. Yes, sir. I'm stoked. You forgot Rue. And Rue, the she's, cat. She's new... adjusting my microphone for me. Thank the cat you. version of Rudy. Thank you. <laughs> so we could jump straight into it. Mm. As we're driving over here from my house, you get a call from your doctor. You've been yeah. dealing with... Yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I got diagnosed with melanoma um, maybe like around two months ago. It's been something that I've been kind of keeping quiet for a few, well, even prior to that. But uh, yeah, on the drive over here, I actually got the call from my doctor that everything is clear and I'm good. So we're back. It was a pretty easy process though still too, but it does feel good knowing that's out. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I've known about it, and I feel like a close friend circle has known about it. You yeah, know, from going on trips with you, but you've been like in the van and going on to jams and stuff, and mm-hmm. having this in the back of your mind. Yeah, knowing that you have melanoma, skin cancer, and it's just like, yeah, you went in to get checked out for something else, correct? And then mm-hmm. found out you actually have this issue. Yeah, like, how, how did that all feel? Um, it was interesting because, like, I just and as a disclaimer too, like, I know bringing this type of stuff up it's like talking about like snakes and spiders your skin starts to crawl i feel like every time i bring this up people are like feel like they're like oh no i gotta go get checked now because but you're also like healthy and you're like a you know you're out riding and it's like you just hear this you're like wait what like yeah fox got when you told me i was like i I think i laughed like (laughs) what the fuck are you talking about dude (laughs) and Corey, i think was right next to you and he was just like had this serious face and i was like oh god it made me like want to puke like what yeah, that phone call sucked <laughs> oh dude yeah, yeah it was not a good phone call it's, at all it's serious yeah, so your what, what was the process did you have any you know like a, yeah. a discoloration or a mole or something like that so or? yeah so that's what i was kind of saying like before i get into all this like it's just you're healthy it's all good like i'm not trying to scare anyone and it's one of those things that you can't run away from anyway like either if you get it you get it you might as well just like go get checked and and if, and just catch it early that's the only thing really so don't freak out but yeah, my story is I just found like a mole on the side of my head um, and I'd, I've had long hair for as long as I could remember. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't get it off my mind. I was like, dude, has it always been there or is it something new? So I didn't really know. And I was just kind of, I was still traveling and still filming and I was just trying to put it out of the, just put it aside. And I knew I was like, I'd, you know, I had turned 30 and I'd born and raised in Southern California. I knew it was something that I was going to have to, you know, look into one day so you already kind of understood like this mole yeah. might be something and related always, to sun and skin and for sure possibly a skin cancer thing 100 percent. That's, that's interesting because I, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even well i, I would totally ignore it me too really yeah, yeah well i've also like my childhood was spent watching my like i watched my mom battle cancer for 12 years straight so, so like have it ingrained uh, in i was mind. like i was waiting i was waiting for the day really? like, did, i was always did she going, also have skin cancer no no she had she had other types but yeah i watched her battle it forever so i kind of just i saw like the 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 horror story of everything yeah. so i've always been like really i've i've even just gone in and gotten blood work done just to get it done here and there throughout my life too just to make sure if i've been on like a heavy international trip i'll always come home and kind of go to the doctor and let them check me out a little bit so i've always been pretty good at getting checkups because like i said if, if you get it you get it you can't run from it anyway so you might as well just handle your business and were you always checking for types of cancer just because you know it runs in the family or was it just no, like not even just really health can. issues? Just, just overall health. Yeah. You know, like if, if you know, do blood work just to see if I need a, a certain nutrient or something. I'm not some crazy health guru. I just want to try to avoid these types of situations as best I can. I would honestly say that's better than most people. I feel like. I feel like, I feel like most people that I know 
avoid the doctor and and yeah. don't want to get checked oh, out a lot you know like i, I think there's like some why. there's some sort of phrase where it's like oh 30 of all men die of like curable diseases mm-hmm. like I, it, I totally can understand why it's an yeah. intimidating thing to do and yeah. it's like to know something's wrong you know and you're kind of going about your day you're like oh man like my day is great i feel good and then all of a sudden you get terrible news and so like everybody wants to avoid that i yeah. think yeah and you could li- you could have right now you know, we could be doing something, whatever it is, and you would have the skin cancer and you'd just still be feeling like, great day, normal, normal, yeah. normal. Yeah, well, that's a Because it wasn't making you sick. It wasn't doing anything. All. Yeah, so, so Dude, yeah, going so back. so cool you yeah. caught that. So going back to what we were talking about, yeah, I just had that spot on the side of my head. So I just finally was just one day out of nowhere, too. It was like 3 o'clock in the afternoon and I could not get it off my mind. I was like, I'm just going to get it checked. I'm just going to go get peace of mind. So I went in and... Uh, she took one look at the one on my head and she was like, yeah, it's totally fine. No worries. And I was like, cool. See ya. And, um, as I was getting up to leave, she was like, but you know, you are like blonde hair, blue eyes, Southern California, Southern California, born and raised. I should probably check your back. They usually pop up on your back and you look like you're a guy that's in the sun quite often. And all I could think about was like, yeah, I ride without a shirt and a bowl every day. It reflects from the, or off from the top, reflects off the bottom back in your face. So I was like, yeah, that's true. And I almost was like, nah, I'm good. I don't even want to think about it. I've already been tripping myself out on this last one. I don't even want that in my head. And then just, I was like, well, and I sat back down. I was like, well, I'm here, you know? And she took a look at the one on my back. And um, I just heard her go like, ooh, what about this one? And she's like, do you know anything about this? And she showed me like a reflection of one like in my mid back area. It was like kind of on my left shoulder blade, just left of my spine. And uh, I'd never seen it in my life. So the only time I ever actually saw it was like a three-second reflection in the doctor office. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to take that one. And then took it off and sent it in. And it came back melanoma. Wow. So, yeah, I I had no – yeah, there's no – I didn't feel sick. I'm, I mean, I was riding better. I feel like I'm riding good for myself at the moment, too. I'm healthy. I'm in shape. I'm motivated. I'm going. So it was like one of those things where I was like, whoa. I had no idea that – but – and that point, too, it's just, like, time to handle your business. So it's all good. So what was that process from when they said it was melanoma to that now getting insane. the phone call on the way down to San Diego? So that's where it became slightly difficult. Like, and I and I don't want to be, like, over dramatic about it because... Dude, you're not. I know. You have melanoma. I, I, you look, you type in melanoma because that's what I did as soon as you left after you told me. You type yeah, in melanoma a, and you're like... You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know anything. I don't, even, I don't know the particulars about it. It's so not good. Are, it's yeah. not a good thing to you have. You type it into yeah. Google and it's like... But in a in a weird in a in a unfortunately it's a kind of common cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, so fortunately, that, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, it's it's unfortunate that it has to happen. But but yeah, that was the hardest part because right away they just I got the phone call back and the doctor was you know I didn't have that good of a feeling about it for some reason. Whenever I saw the reflection, and whenever they sent it in, and her reaction toward it, I just didn't really have that good of a feeling about it. Um, so whenever I got, and, and the only person that really knew was Corey. Mm-hmm. Like that was, we we're kind of at the right place, right time. We were together, we were riding, we were filming. And, um, I just kind of was filling him on everything. And then, so whenever that came back, luckily I had something to like motivate me to keep doing things because that first phone call was really vague. It was like, Hey, you have melanoma. You got to get this fixed now. And I'm just like, well, like, what are the details? Like, am I in danger, you know? And, like, because I didn't really, they just, I just knew in the beginning for a week and a half, the day I saw you at your house, like, really all I knew was I had it, but 
I didn't I I knew I had it. I knew it was that one was probably more than likely treatable, but it was like is it treatable? Like how deep has it gone? How deep has it sunk into my skin? Has it made it into my lymph nodes? Are there more spots on my body I don't even know about because I didn't even see that one? So yeah. there's a that's there's, what I was thinking off topic, but like so she just saw that and she's like, okay, this is the one we need to test. Like yeah, she looked over your whole body though, and not like, my whole body, just my back, just my head in that one area, and then just my back. We'll be right back. Hey, sketch comedy fans. If you like unapologetically uncensored comedy, check out Instant Microwave Fuzz. Recorded every week, hot and fresh, and straight out of the microwave. Unscripted jokes, uncensored guests. You're going to have a lot of outrageous improvised sketch comedy fun. You can find us on all the platforms under Instant Microwave Fuzz. Comedy made in an instant. Throughout all this, that's all that got looked at. No, so that was just an initial okay. spot. So the only thing I, I would knew, think they would have to check everything if you have I, like I a have little been, bit of it. Yeah, I've been butt naked and checked okay. now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's no more privacy. You're like check here. Well, I mean, I, I mean, honestly, <laughs> at that point, fuck it. Right? In that point, yeah. Who gives a, sh- who I gives would, a shit? Yeah. Honestly, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to live. So yeah. I mean, I have nothing to hide. Whatever. Um, but. Where that, was that I? feeling must have just been insane. They're talking yeah. about like like you're so at where, my house. Where were you and Corey when when you got the well? So of... luckily, so I had actually just drove to my family's house like the day prior, like because I knew I was going to get my results these couple days. And like I said, I, for some reason I didn't have a good feeling, so I drove to my family's house because I knew, like I said, my mom had gone through it her whole life, and I just feel like I needed to be around someone that understood the process of it because she had like, she had the language dialed in. And like, after I got diagnosed too, she just was like, okay, um, this is what you're going to say to your doctor. This is the language you're going to use. This is what you're going to, this is the type of referral you need them to send to your insurance for them to get you your referral as quickly That's as possible. Cool. She knew like the get so shit done kind of like lingo and yeah, like, don't, yeah. don't mess around, like get the next appointment going. Yeah. And she was just like, cause cool. I mean, it was kind of like a, you know, kind of weak in the knees hearing that news a little bit where you're just kind of yeah, like no shit like, right holy you just would want to just like lay in bed and be like i'm thinking for the yeah next, so I I having uh, well having her there too she was like she's like no worries just you got to handle this now yeah. this is something like you Time know to fix it you never get through life untouched you know there's those moments in life where you have to grow up quick and like this is kind of your moment to do that like you got to handle this and there's no getting around it so whatever you have to do to do it just show up every single time and just give it whatever you got to give and then, like I said, like, it sounds dramatic because this was in the very beginning. This is whenever I was like, I mean, there's thoughts in my head. I was good for it for like three days. And then it kind of started sinking in where you're just like overthinking it and overthinking it. And you're just, and like I said, like my back had only been scanned and my head or one spot on my head. And that was literally it. So for me, I was like, dude, are there more on like my neck? Are they on my legs? Are they, you know, I, I didn't know. So I was like, fuck, I could have one somewhere that's like really deep, you know, and it's like going to really give me some issues. And then, so I was like, should I just shave my head now and get it over with and then start hitting chemo or, and then uh, I'm not going to lie. There was even that thought you had to kind of come to terms with that. It's like, dude, this could kill me. You know, like this is something that if they didn't find right away or, or if it has gone deep enough, like I could be in some serious shit, you know, and even just like treatment wise, like it could get pretty bad. So I was like trying to fight those thoughts off. And then by the time I finally saw my surgeon and he ran through my body and stuff, then I really started to feel a lot better about it. Um, 
but and then that's why I kept it quiet too. Like no one knew. I think literally the only people that knew were you, Corey, um, Cordova. I didn't tell Jason or Cody until I was like completely until I got my test back lately, because I just didn't want anyone to know. I yeah. and I internalized and, and like you had such small information. Like you said, you're like this thing on my back's treatable, but I haven't even got tested for everything else. And exactly. I'm just learning about melanoma, you know? Because I obviously I told my parents because they know you super well. My mom just like, yeah, melanoma is not good. Like yeah. she needs to. It's like fuck. Where's the good news out of this? You know? But, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Obviously, you're obsessing about it as well. You don't need all your friends exactly. obsessing about that, it with you, and oh, yeah, it's totally. off your mind, and then they bring it up. A couple people to talk to like is that. good, but yeah, yeah, you got the whole. Yeah, you don't want to. And got a lot of people that care it. about you. Like no one knows the information of it too. I remember when he called me, and then I was like, oh, "Well, what does this mean?" And then he doesn't know, and I'm on like top of it. Like, what do you mean? Like, like no one knows. So it's like you tell more people, then everyone's just like worked up. They're gonna it's try like, and figure it out for it's you just like, and be deal, telling all this stuff. Yeah, like I get it. Deal with yeah. it, and then after it's like sweet, we can talk now. Like, and I've I've always been that type of human. Like I like my solitude, and I like handling my problems in silence. Like I like just basically for myself just like looking into myself and being like all right this one's on you like my me having melanoma is not your problem and i and i enjoy the support and stuff and obviously like that's why i told of course yeah yeah, that's why i told my close circle but i didn't really like need people to worry about me i didn't want to feel like i'm broken right now or you know i didn't want and even that too it's like you just say like hey i got melanoma i don't really know the the details of it and people are going to research and be like what the hell dude so i just didn't need that and then I wanted to stay busy because right whenever, right whenever those like dark thoughts were starting to happen, I just f- came to the conclusion where I was like, "Look, your doctor appointment is in a week from now, and this melanoma, no matter how bad it is, is not going to kill you from here until then. So you might as well just go. Like, yeah. there's nothing you can do. Yeah, you would like sit around and think about it, or just keep going. Like we were all just on a trip in San Francisco, but it's like it's crazy because. You have this, you're very optimistic about it. You're like, let's just live your, our life. And you're normal. It was like normal Chris. Maybe yeah. even happier than normal. You seem yeah. like super Dude, stoked. And, made, I need but you it. had this weird thing because he has this surgery to get this deadly thing taken off of him, which when it is done correctly, it's going to be safe. But he can't get any, that whole COVID thing's going around. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. on a trip with us, but he's like, got to stay sterile at the same time. Yeah, so it was this really weird, like, we're having a blast, though. but it's like, I'm getting my cancer taken out right when i get home so it's like <laughs> yeah. that is a, was, that is a weird, weird dynamic yeah, yeah, of like, was, like, was, let's have fun but be careful of chris yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> keep chris in a bubble yeah. don't touch him hey get yeah. away from him he has a good was, fix when he gets home yeah that was as he's going like 13 feet high out of a bowl like right yeah. before so it's like <laughs> yeah i tried to ride all the way up to it and like and i mean i do owe a lot to this dude because right whenever it happened i was because him and i had like all these trips planned and i was meant to try to like we were going to go on a real long one like up through portland over through montana all that um and i was like trying to work on these parts and yeah and like instantly life just obviously everybody could say the same but instantly life just shut down for me i was like that was one thing i had to handle um so whenever i told him i was like hey i can't do any of this and he instantly was like i don't care i'm let's just get you healthy i'm chilling let's just i'll stay here we'll get you healthy and then we'll do it after you're fixed so like he just dropped everything and stuck around and then was like there for me like took me to doctor appointments and then just was kind of like i would wake up and Certain mornings, I'd be like, fuck, you know, like, this is heavy today. And then I'd just get a text like, yo, dude, you want to ride Volcom? And so he'd, like, keep me going. Yeah. And that was, I mean, that doesn't go unnoticed. That was huge for me because I just probably would have went down the wormhole if I was just sitting there, right? Like, there's Yeah, you need no to tell way. a couple people and have a couple people, like, having your back. To yeah. Just make sure you don't. Do you, li- do you live alone? No, I have roommates oh, and have stuff. Roommates yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, they, they have their own lives, too. And, yeah. and like I said, I'd. 
I didn't. And want... you didn't tell your roommates then, obviously. Uh, no, I did actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but it was still a thing where it was like, I, it's not their problem. Like, yeah. that's how I work in my head is like, I, I just have to, I knew I could handle it myself. I just, that's why I just didn't want to like even really bring it up. Cause then I wanted to just go too, like, and I didn't want to be on the road and then just like how much fun we were having that one day where we we're just hitting spot after spot after spot. And I was having, I didn't even think about it really at all that day. It like kind of just drifted off from my mind and I didn't want that like just random text message of like thinking about you dude or something where yeah. in between parks look, driving like, oh shit it. I have cancer yeah. yes I <laughs> appreciate it and I love everyone and I, I thank you for reaching out to me but I just am trying not to think about it so much that I don't even really need that to remind me of it yeah we so, like didn't even talk about it, it was, yeah it was I just, just, and that was perfect that was perfect for me like I don't need to talk about things I don't need that like I just this is the this is the situation this is what I'm in that's it I'll figure it out and see you on the other side and man even though like you guys were going to do all these trips and stuff which you're still going to be able to do it's like it's the whole cancer thing must have made like the whole covid and all the political issues seem just like super small it's crazy i I remember talking to him my rib was killing me one day at the ramps the first day he told me and i was like asking you all these questions and then two hours later he tells me he has skin cancer i'm like oh my god i'm the biggest pussy (laughs) no i've just been like talking to chris because my rib hurts and this guy's got like real stuff going on he was like helping me before he told me yeah dude i've had that problem he was like giving me all this advice and all these tips and stuff and then i I was just like oh man that you know to to your defense ribs are very confusing when you hurt them they're very confusing but but just saying like the bigger picture thing when you you have this life and death situation and like all these issues are really serious and in the world but you have this real thing yeah. and it just makes it like, oh man, life is precious. You oh, gotta... it, it is, man. And, and what was funny too is like even even like three years, the last like three years of my life have been like, you know, just like as the years progress, it's hard to f- keep that stride in life sometimes where you're just like, dude, like I'm trying to do this and it's getting tough and I'm, and you know, mentally you kind of are slipping and, and there's all these different things that go into it. As in then, what? For you, like riding? Or, or? just in life in general, just kind of. Just general. like, yeah, just trying to stay motivated riding, trying to stay healthy. And then and then just, just like the mental things that I've always kind of had. Basically what I'm getting at is like there there came a point this year, especially whenever the lockdowns happened and stuff, where I, I'm, I'm pretty good with being left alone anyway. So it's kind of like, all right, like how – this is my new normal. How do I make my new normal right for me? And it's obvious for me, and it's one thing I really only care about is just traveling and filming. That's really all I care to do. That's what I like to do the most. So, And it almost makes it easier to do that during this whole thing. Totally, totally. Aside from getting in airplanes. But, but even that, like I was doing all these trips, and there were times where – and this was even before I knew about the melanoma and all that. Like I was, I just couldn't feel happy sometimes. Mm. I was just being in the, on the road in the middle of like this great moment, and I just couldn't find it. Like – I don't really know how to explain it. It just wasn't happening. I don't know, chemical imbalance or whatnot. But you think it was because of the whole issues going on, like before the melanoma, just like the no. COVID and stuff, or was it just I more mean, in that, your own head? That probably had a, a slight. Just the fact that it's like our lives were different too, you know. And like Jason's stuck in Australia, and like all the boys, like everybody's kind of distant and stuff. Like who knows? That could play into it kind of subconsciously i don't know did you look at news outlets a lot at the time no no, no. not really i no. mean i kind of just would keep up on current events mostly just to kind of write about them because they're some some are just like so far out there but um but i mean it was getting to the point for me where i was like damn like i knew i needed the sh- I, I needed to struggle like as a human being I, the only way to grow and like you you need hard days to to become the right person uh so maybe it was like almost like i needed too it good. dude it, it was, was like yeah i was just you complacent find the, the good in it because it was happening every day 100 percent. i took a little 
a rut in life to exactly maybe see it. and not even really that i think it's like even even for a human being you know we'll we'll jump in and we'll jump in an airplane and we'll like drive 80 miles an hour down the freeway with like 100 other maniacs and and uh, you know you're numb to it the edge and and a lot of bad things are always just right there and we just become so numb to it that I think you just sometimes need those reminders of like how fragile you are and like really how many things can change in kind of a second. So I was coming to the point where I was getting like, dude, should I just like try to like, is this struggle going to come in the form of a bad crash? I'm going to have to come back from an injury or should I like hike the PCT and try to find myself? Like, I don't know. I was getting to the point where I was like, I wanted something in my life to, happen well not wanted but was getting my guard ready for some i had a feeling something in my life was going to happen where i needed to overcome something and then all it was was a tiny little phone call about cancer and that once that phone call hit exactly like you guys were saying all all i cared about like everything going on in the world everything that i was feeling before completely didn't matter anymore i just wanted my normal life i would take anything just normal i just want to be I just want to be sitting in my house doing nothing all day without this on my mind now. Yeah, you know, yeah. like I, I didn't care. And now even coming out on the other side of it, like, dude, it it was so beneficial. I'm for for what I got, like, because I do feel guilty that I got off as easy as I did. I'm not going to lie. It's no hard way, to, because the mental, the whole you took it so well. But like this mental, like how crazy that was being. Yeah, but there's, knowing this information and being on trips and trying to be normal because everyone wants to hang out with you still like that's mm-hmm. even though you got away easy like that's still so, and you have to credit so yourself crazy. because you were the one that went and got checked out where where yeah, other people too. if you got would, would have, would have not not gotten checked out they would have just let that shit linger for a couple yeah, more years sure. and then it, they had a little bit of pain somewhere or something I don't I don't and like and then and then, and then they actually out. have yeah I've never I've never been checked out my I'd like my, to get checked out my wife lately now. has been all about the sunscreen. And, and like me staying covered and yeah. stuff like that and it's like that's i mean she's I mean, right you know smart, like i get yeah. baked all the time totally. like it just happens and yeah. like you're saying we're at skate parks all the time too so you got the sun above yeah you, you can't even avoid down, it yeah boom you yeah anymore totally. sunglasses it's almost like a snow usually. blind effect almost yeah. but i think like we should wear sunscreen oh yeah wear Lots sunscreen for sure yeah. but it, it's funny man like exactly like you said like nothing uh, i re- like really strongly feel what's important in my life right now. And, and it has, it has made my life feel a lot better. Like that. I'm, I'm actually kind of stoked that I, it was something I really needed in my life. And another thing that was Sounds like you're actually like craving something like this in a weird way. Like how you're saying, like you were, I think it just felt good. You knew like a crash I, or something, something yeah, epic was I just coming had in your life. Feeling, some chapter dude. change. For a few, sometimes you feel like you're due, you know, like you're, you're, like, you're exactly like, man, it's going, it is. it's going too good right now. I feel now. like it sucks like, because yeah. you put it in your head. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and then once that seed yeah. gets in there, like even if you forget about it for a few weeks, it, it kind of comes back. And you're like, it's oh. like, I mean, you could simplify it in a sense of like, like you, you haven't been, you know, you think you're due for a fucking fall and then you eat shit and you kind of get away with it, but you're like a little, you know, you're a little fucked up and you're like, all right, I got away from it. But yeah. There it was, you know, like, and I guess that's sort of. And it almost feels good whenever it happens. You're kind of like, oh, okay, I, yeah. I knew it was coming. Yeah, I'm not made I out of glass, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I could take the punishment. I'm mentally strong enough still to, like, work through this and get through whatever it is. Yeah. So it's like I needed that. And it was, I was, I was feeling good. I was feeling really good. And I was just starting to fight my own life, I think. And, and you know, too much of one thing is always never good so if you get too much good you're just going to become jaded anyway and i think i was getting to that point not necessarily jaded but just i had a feeling something was coming and i was just ready for it 
and I like that. I like the term "fighting your own life" because it's like you kind of forget almost how good you had it, and the and the stuff that you, your everyday life became mundane or unrewarding in a certain sense, and it and it kind of brought you back and yeah. and made you appreciate the more simple shit that you had going on. I, I, I believe, you know. Yeah, that's so, for sure. That nails it. And yeah. I think that's just part of being a human being. I mean, yeah. like life, everything changes. Humans by nature are not satisfied at all yeah we, well, we want our, we constantly want more it's our, i think it's just i think it's just kind of like a slight survival tactic yeah it for is, the human. It is yeah it's like we need we need so you know we don't have razor teeth we don't have claws like we need a pack we have uh, we have the power of intelligence but we need people around us we need Some our pack us. so it's yeah <laughs> i think everybody does it just depends on like how you want to use it yeah. and sometimes it's like it's even like the example of those really good riders who have like a job you know they have like a part-time job or whatever and that keeps them like loving BMX. And once they get fully sponsored, they almost don't progress like you think they would because it's just like, yeah. huh? Like, yeah. Like some people need yeah. that, you know, like a balance. And your mm. life was just pure gold, you know, and you're just sitting there like, what the hell? And yeah. Then, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily pure, say pure gold. Well, to the mean, outsider who's yeah, shiny, yeah, yeah. shiny bronze. Someone who's yeah. listening to this in the office I who mean, works like so yeah, much course, just to, totally. to get by and they're like, what? He's out camping and he can't, like that yeah. dream of that, you know, like people won't understand it, but that's why I'm trying to kind of give an example. No, I get it. The balance is a lot. Sometimes you forget, you know, you needed mm. this big wake up call to be like, damn, shit was good. But, I mean, that's all it really was is like, I think... Even because even the good life is never easy, and it's like it's not like I didn't have problems in my life, or I didn't have struggles, or I didn't wake up thinking like, dude, today's great and easy. Like I've I've never really been that guy, just because I my brain's always messed with me. So for me, it was like there's certain days where I really have to try to just feel normal in my day. So it was it was more so those days where I just couldn't get out of my own way mentally, and I just was like, dude, I'm trying to do everything I can right now. I'm trying to. And even for me, I was like, maybe you just got to scare yourself. So I was like going with these dudes and like trying to hammer like the (laughs) deepest bowl I could. And it was like, this feels pretty good. (laughs) It feels good, but it wasn't anything that really like, I'm I'm not changing it. I'm not trying. It it wasn't really scaring me. It was like, I was so in rhythm and I was just, everything was happening too easy. And I knew it. I knew it was happening and I needed to make something harder in my life because I could feel myself like that primitive survival instinct of like, dude, you got to like figure something out for yourself. Like you're not happy you got to figure it out. Like you got to, you got to do something about it. And, and I was like kind of putting feelers out there here and there in life and I couldn't find it. And all it really was, was just needing a a reminder of how me as I am in my own body, how fragile that is to this entire world. And I really needed to actually feel that within me at home. And I think, you know, thinking for a week that you could possibly die at like 38 years old, that kind of woke me up to where I was like, whoa, um, I I brought up Chris Doyle's podcast before, but Doyle obviously with what he went through and and literally dying and and coming back, he said that the uh, the effect of that was so powerful for a while, and then it would wear off for a little while, and he would start to to bitch about stuff, and he would start mm-hmm. to and the and the and the small things that of, yeah, he appreciated immediately afterward didn't work anymore, and he he really had to like remind himself of how lucky he is to mm-hmm. to be able to do anything at all so sure. it, it's it's like coming it, back it's from super an, powerful of come course, back from like, an injury and you don't ride and then that first day riding just the wind going through your face you're yeah like, oh my god yeah. and then three weeks later you're pissed off yeah you're yeah, not, yeah, yeah, not exactly. doing everything first yeah. try yeah, it's like, like damn how come i can't remember bike, that first day yeah yeah the mind in that sense is is super weird is that it's not it it 
it won't let you be, uh, I guess, satisfied or satiated with with what you are doing for too long. Well, I think you can you can find satisfaction, but it's just you have to be open to change. I think, and and I think that just and like we were talking about before, that just is what fuels the human to keep going. Like that is what fuels us to progress because there's whether you're working out or you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to learn a new sport or whatever, there's never, ever, ever a finish line. There's never a point ever where you're going to be like, okay, I made it and I've crossed that line and it's over. Like, dude, you have to work on yourself every single day. As a human, you seriously have to work on yourself every day. And I mean, if you go about your days over and over of like getting back into that mundane routine, you're going to fall back into those old habits that you've had before. But, but luckily now you have, you could always go back to that big moment in your life where you're just like, Oh shit. Like I went through this. I think there's a dude by the name of David Goggins. He calls it reaching into his cookie jar. He like reaches into and pulls out something in his life that he overcame to Mm -hmm. remind him of like, Hey, like I got this. So I think, you know, you got to go through these checkpoints in life and those checkpoints will like kind of bend your path or turn you here and there and you could go on from there, but you got to hit those and then they will become like a distant memory at one point in your life, but you still have it in you because it's only going to, it's only going to get harder too. And that's the stuff that defines you in in reality. You know, you're getting defined by the, by that, that happened to you and how you handled it and, and years later in that cookie jar is the the jar is you essentially yeah right like for sure it's a portion of you so that's i mean because i know it's gonna get gnarly like i'm not like i didn't i didn't have to survive anything i just got to cut out but you know it's like i know it's gonna come one day or i'm gonna get some gnarly news but it's like i can always go back to this moment and be like all right this is what i learned there you know why we were talking yesterday it's all about like living in the present moment and even even if it was gnarly or even if there was another situation like this, like you just have to rip it, go through it. Cause it's just, it's, it's natural. Like it's good to have these gnarly things callous you up throughout your life. It makes you who you are. And like the most interesting people I know, when you look at their, their past, it's like, they've had a lot, gnarly, of, a lot yeah. of shit usually. Mm-hmm, and it made sure. them just like really cool people. So yeah. like, you were kind of saying yesterday, like kids, I feel like they get a little discouraged cause they're trying to be like perfect instead of just like, fuck, just go on down your path and let it, you know, don't do yeah. don't do dumb things like really dumb things. Like make sure to stay safe enough, but totally. send it. Like yeah, I mean uh, that's some. But uh, we know that now. I didn't know that well, then. Yeah, that's, that's the thing is that's, that's why maybe that's the why, kids listening. That's yeah. why young kids aren't interesting on the pod podcast because they don't they haven't experienced anything. Yeah, yet. yeah, they haven't had that like I lost everything and I had to fight for it and that, those moments that like really end up defining you and give you something to talk about for two hours. Mm. So that's, there's, I, there's you know, some rare I mean, yeah, there are, there are, there are like Larry sure. Edgar or something, yeah. someone yeah. like the, the Larry's young not child. young. Yeah, Larry's not young. No, you but you know, could have done a podcast with like him at 12 and it would have yeah, been like, yeah, fuck, this true. is good. He's yeah, a, right. he's a badass. He's, he's a badass weapon. But yeah, like you said, the older you are, the more of these encounters you have, if you're just like a badass person, just kind of rocking your own life. Like, yeah, the people who just stay very structured, that's like, you ask them some stories and stuff, and it's like, it, the, the bar in Pacific Beach was crazy on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Nothing we, against that life, but it's fun to just send yeah, it. Go. We have been there, but yeah, it is. Yeah, it does, definitely. You know, it, and it's funny, too, is like, you, I value this kind of stuff a lot more now. You know, I feel like this brings a lot more people into my life, too. You What's know, that? Just like going through real life stuff. Oh, I think yeah. once you hit a certain age and you start hitting real life and you go through certain situations, I feel like you you could bond with people that have gone through either similar situations or something that's like uh, like their own life altering event or whatever. 
So I think it, it really does like bring people together in that sense too. And I think as a kid, you, you think you meet friends like, Oh dude, I, like same thing. Like I was in Pacific beach and I partied with him and he's so cool. And like, we're boys now. And like, you meet people like that. And then over time, those people just kind of fizzle away and you're left kind of like questioning who you are. Like, I don't know, you have, you have that influence inside of you and you've been like hanging out with these other guys. And then once you just put your head down and do your own thing, and just like get in your lane and not really like worry about any sort of distraction around you. And then you start hitting those big checkpoints in life where you'll take your first slam and you're going to need to get your jaw wired shut and some teeth fixed or whatever, you know, you blow a spleen out or something that's huge that really makes you go like shit. You know, those people that were around for a long time whenever it was clicking aren't around anymore whenever I'm all laid up or whatever. But the right people start coming back. Then the right people are around and you really, exactly. And then you really start to like, feel that in life and it kind of draws you to those it almost has motivated me to like kind of whenever things like this happen to really seek out like how can i really use this to my advantage like all these weird little thoughts i have now that i actually know i have a cancer in my body that could potentially kill me one day like how can i use that to my advantage of like looking at the people in my life looking at what i've wanted what i've done and what i want to do continue to do what direction i want to go down all that type of stuff like i think once you really figure that out you'll it'll just draw you to other people in life that have done the same and you start to build these like sick relationships with people that you never really would have in the first place and i just like those blurry nights out or the very like exactly non-meaningful occasions which those are cool you can meet friends like that but like yeah, breaking down in the middle of the forest with your friends and for like hours not knowing how to fix the car or something that's like the Oh, for like sure. That kind of shit. Being low with somebody is, yeah, you know, like, like experiencing something point, yeah. low. Uh, you know, not Shows even necessarily, the, I'm not saying like super low, but just no. some, some sort of ad, uh, adversity. Yeah. You know, you, and, and being with somebody that, that creates a stronger bond than getting hammered. And that feels, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the hammer thing, it's, it's not. Hammered's even, cool too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a different kind of bond, though. Yeah. It is a different kind of bond. And I'm not like knocking that life. And I'm not saying like you won't meet your, your you won't meet good people there too. It's just. I guess all I'm trying to get at is just like if if you if you really put your head down and focus on yourself no matter what it is in your life like you're going to find yourself and you're going to find the people around you that are right no matter what totally. and and it took me obviously it takes everyone a while you don't just I mean hopefully maybe there's people out there that are just born knowing that but I really do think you have to just go through life and fuck up here and there to get to that point I think that's pretty well known um and then once you get through those like internal personal like what am i doing like those mornings of like you wake up like what am i doing right now once you get through those and then you get hit with real life then it really i think now like i can look back i feel completely different as a human being right now than i did honestly two years ago and then within even recent months like dude the beginning of this year to where i'm at right now i feel like a completely different guy completely different so yeah for, i don't think people good. should be worried about that because that's such a good thing to like keep changing and keep, I, dude you have to you like have that's to. And change is hard for me. I'm a, I'm a man of solitude. I like routine. I do like that. So it's like, I, change is difficult. You know, I don't, I don't welcome it, but that's something that I'm really working on, um, within myself. And it, it's, this has helped a lot. I needed this to happen. I'm glad this happened. I'm glad I'm able to sit here, obviously, and say that it's gone. I don't know if I'd be, you know, what's, keep, what's the process to, to keep it gone? 
Is, oh yeah, is that's actually, process. yeah, for yeah. sure. I, every three months for the next five years, I get monitored, okay. which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then if that goes over well, then they'll move it back to every six months and then move it back to a year. Okay. So, and what's your routine on like a day? Are you going to be riding without a shirt off anymore? Are you going to be wearing sunscreen? No, What's yeah, that? obviously yeah. it's a lifestyle change. Yeah. I'm definitely going to, yeah, probably wear it. Obviously wear a shirt. I mean, even like if it's really hot out, I might even chuck a long sleeve on and mm-hmm. just kind of burn or just work through that. Um, yeah, just keep the sunscreen on my face, but at the same time live too. Like I said, you're course, not, if yeah. I'm going to get it, I'm going to get it. Yeah. So, and now that I'm at risk for it, like there's no, I can't be, you know, if I, if I get it, I'll just handle it. I get checked early now anyway, so hopefully I just catch them early and they just cut them right out and I just keep going, and it's no big deal. I know there's a lot of people that go through life like that, and they're happy. And, um, yeah, I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. That's that's of what course, I was yeah. dealt with. So yeah. it's like I would, I'll gladly take that over a lot of things. I think it's a pretty easy thing to maintain. Definitely. So I'm, I'm not even worried about it whatsoever. What about the uh, the thought of like Southern California and Orange County just being like cement and sunshine? Have you ever? And and I kind of know the person you are. You're more like Orange County is really it's like hustle and bustle. There's so many people around. Have you ever like had thoughts of moving, moving to Seattle where it's gray, yeah, like somewhere with <laughs> gray know, like, and clouds and Port- Portland, Portland and more good parks for you to yeah, ride? Portland's like, the dude. That would be Oregon is like even Oregon coast and all that yes. like. I could see if they got the rainy season, but I'd try to probably, I don't know. Which is, I mean, you can come back. You can come back. Yeah, come back. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, yeah, Orange County, I mean, even in recent years, like even before COVID, it was already taking a little bit of a turn for me. It wasn't really what I remember it being. Um, Cause Huntington never really fit you, in my opinion. No, because never. It, I mean, but you always repped it yeah. super hard because you'd always be at the boardwalk and stuff like that. But yeah, the boardwalk is a fucking zoo. But that's but that's the thing is like everybody just well that's everybody just associates Huntington with like what they see on the weekends and like yeah. what they see at U.S. Open and yeah. all that. Like whenever I would go to the boardwalk, it's just and Huntington was something you know I spent a lot of my childhood in Huntington, born in Fountain Valley, so it's just kind of home for me. But my Huntington experiences were always avoiding crowds. Like I would, I had had my little nooks and crannies and I would go at my times where I would literally just see the same locals every single day, go into the coffee shop, the surf shop, just see all the dudes, see the lifeguards, like just have a chat, just dog walkers, elderly people that I've befriended. So I'd have my little routine. Other people with routines. Yeah, other people with routines. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There's some badass people on that pier, dude. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Like really cool people. But yeah. Yeah, and I just would do that, and I think, like, um, over a while, I, people, and I would just do that for myself, too, but then, like, people would just associate me with that, which is totally fine, but it's funny, is, like, yeah, I never, like people on the outside probably think, like, Chris is a surfer, he's hanging out with people, Yeah, I guess that's, like, that's, that's probably you, what I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah because, I mean, I honestly like, don't know you that well, so. on the boardwalk, yeah, Chris yeah. is just, like, sipping a coffee, like, yeah, because, yeah. dude, yeah, it's funny, people <laughs> you guys are best like, friends, but you're so different. Oh, yeah, I fucking, I love that dude. Same. That's my guy, but, um... But yeah, it's like I never. It's it's not like in my head I was ever like I want to rep this. It was more so just like this is my this is my backyard and I have my little spots that I get to and and no one's around and it works for me. And then I once once the crowds start to hit, I I leave and then I'm not around for that. Yeah, yeah, like the U.S. Opens and stuff where that was not Huntington Beach. That's not like you said. That is what a lot of people think Huntington's like. Totally. My friend posted a thing the other day on his Instagram story and was like, "Looks like Huntington here because San Diego beaches are crazy." Yeah, with the summertime and all that. And it's funny because he's only been to Huntington and the U.S. Open. So yeah. saying, it looks like the U.S. Open, yeah. like Huntington yeah, yeah. and U.S. Open have become the same word. <laughs> yeah. And I think like even now, it's that's the kind of crowd that, you know, is is there at the moment is like it's more of a crowd that tries to 
prove a point by being out and about. So you kind of, mm. it's just kind of has this weird summer like party don't give a shit about anything vibe so i haven't even really gone down there yeah, work out hard then party super hard <laughs> yeah and it's like i think it's just you know like everybody kind of walking into a restaurant i mean whatever your belief is on everything you, you're entitled to whatever you believe it's all good but um yeah it's like they just <laughs> it's like the tiniest little girl working at a at a like cute girl working at a like a little vegan shop and like these dudes are walking in with like no mask and she's like you put Please it on, put and they're on. just like, nope. You know, just like, <laughs> like just chug it on for a second, man. It's so not. there's like a bit of a not a divide, but it's got like more strong, like just kind of like broy side. Yeah, for and sure. Like you said, and, nothing and, against and people, beliefs, like whatever. But yeah, it's dude, like when the little girl's like, I'm gonna get fired if you please. Yeah, it's like ask. she it's doesn't. Not her. Like yeah. she just wants the like, rules. Yeah, it's like just wear it for four minutes. You know, it's like <laughs> one of those things where like I'm not like I said, I I'm not trying to like get into. Yeah. So are you? You I kind of got the hint that you were thinking about moving away from Huntington oh no but, not oh, really okay. I think it's more so I think for me I mean I'm, I'm definitely going to be on the road a lot now that now that um you know we're not going to be traveling internationally it looks like for a second so I'm just going to be on the road in the states and like doing everything I can there so I mean I'll be in and out of town but I probably won't be there that much at all, all right. especially cool. if I'm staying healthy and then while Corey's here and Matt and like we have a bunch of things that we want to do anyway so I'll just keep doing that. And, like, talk about just doing you and the right people surround you. You guys all just, like, like that trip you planned not too long ago. It was just, like, let's go camping and let's hit a few skate parks. And you sent out a group message and, like, the people who wanted to do that came. And we were just sleeping in between rocks and camping the whole time. And it's, yeah. like, people just kind of followed your path. And, you know, it, like, changed. It made me just, like, dude, we need to keep doing this kind of stuff. And it's, like, what you already do. So it's, like, yeah. you just being you and just being like completely normal with how you do a road trip and everyone else just kind of followed along, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to go with everyone else's plans. It's like, sometimes you just make your own, which seems like you guys are all doing right now. Yeah, for sure. And you're getting other people to join in like, damn, like they're doing it right. Camping I like people and skate joining. parks and, you know, even street and ditches. Like, yeah, I, I want, like, I like whenever people come along, like what having you and stuff, dude, it's so sick. It's so fun. But I think that's something too that, I mean, they, he, I picked up a lot of influence off him with that where he he has a mentality of, or Corey has a mentality of just like, fuck it, let's just, it, this could be here and it could be something so sick and we only hit it once type thing. And if not, you're still camping with your boys and on and the road. Yeah, and like, you're still trying. Even if it doesn't work out, like like the DIY the other night, like that was such a mission to get a trick and it didn't work out, but it was like, so the mission fun. was sick. Yeah. And Dude, now there's learned no so much. Yeah. Off this like, guy was what, putting two cement on a vertical wall. Like I was. How do you do this? How, yeah. How do you even do this? <laughs> But yeah, so just are going... you you and Corey are pretty different overall? Oh, yeah, dude, dude, yeah, we're yeah. we're very different and pretty similar though too. And like, I mean, in a way, sorry, the cat is no, I like it. Rude, like dude, she's biting the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> dude, she got me too. She gets fired up. <laughs> stoked. She's stoked. But yeah, I think like but on my straw. Um, dude, yeah, even like me, I'm so different from Jason and Corey, both of them, and like and and they're different from each other too. We're all kind of our own thing, but but yeah, it's like I'm kind of a calm like want to be left alone kind of and jason is like stoked to just being like he's just the head of the scene if jason had like a hundred people around him at all time you'd be bummed feel really yeah good. he'd like, be yeah. stoked we have 75 vans six thousand people on this trip yeah <laughs> like, yeah they're just so like kind of the dudes that are revved up and gnarly like i'm not a gnarly guy like i don't i don't fucking i don't send it i don't i wait until i am good and ready to do something i it'll feel like the best times like you have like when you get revved up it'll be like four of us like that's when oh, you're like, yeah, yeah that's like, whenever I'm ready some beers to go. And stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not when sure. the big parties happen after big contests. You're kind of like, don't even want to be around. Yeah. Yeah. Out. 
Yeah, I would really be all right. The, the Homer Simpson sinking into the bush. There goes Chris. <laughs> Just the Houdini. Like, yeah, it's nice. You don't. But driving like at one in the morning in a van when there's like three of us kind of falling asleep, Chris is like telling stories. And, like, that, that's his fun right there. Nice. Like nightlife yeah, fun. Like I yeah, like I feel that. like every time I've tried to have a conversation with you, it's definitely been in public and maybe I'm holding I'm probably not specifically holding the camera at you, but like, or pointing it at you, but it's like a pretty Thanks short conversation. Too. So, no, yeah, yeah like, I think like, yeah. It's definitely more of a one on one, close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like Well, you're like also trying to ride. And you got to get in the so. van, Fudger. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. Really cool too. That's when the like, real comes out, real <laughs> conversations. Chris is like very non-interview, like not he he shreds and likes to film, but it's so cool that he's down to do these podcasts because these are kind of like you know you get in depth with people. Yeah. And he's yeah. Chris is always like we should do another podcast every time we're talking, getting deep. And I'm like you really like doing those, so it's like yeah, pretty cool. Like you're down to talk and you're down to share your mind, but like it's just if someone just points a camera at you like in between practice runs, you're like, Ugh. it's a different thing. Yeah. This is different. And this is more so just like, I could just be who I want to be right now and not have to worry about anything. And I trust you guys. Like you guys are good friends of mine. So I feel comfortable, but I'm not going to lie. Like, I feel like, I mean, I was nervous getting here. I feel like I was going to, I'm sweating like crazy. Everyone is a little like bit because gonna... you're talking on the camera and being recorded, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I feel like everybody comes away from it enjoying it, though. Mm -hmm. It's it's kind of interesting in that idea. Christian said it was the most nerve-wracking thing he's ever done in his life. Think about that quote. All the shit Christian's done. Man, he, I can like see after, after your after him, yours. Yeah, it was the oh, one okay, him yeah. together. He's yeah. one of my like a brother to me. We've yeah. known each other for fifteen years, and he, I was like, "You were nervous? Like, why?" He's like, "I don't know. My heart was pounding the whole time." I was like, "All right." Yeah, it's a weird thing, but I I do think they're important. I I do think this is an important thing, and I think they're good. Um, just for just for everyone, even online, just to kind of sit back and even if they're working or if they're doing whatever, they can kind of find a lot of inspiration. Cause I mean, like we're humans do, we're here for each other. So mm -hmm. I like that. I like someone that, you know, can, if they're just doing their thing or in their craft at a high level, um, you could always draw inspiration off that. And I kind of just want to know more about that person, like what makes that person tick. Yeah. So that's why I think I like doing these. Not that I feel like I'm that guy that can offer that to someone, but it's if I could just kind of yeah. But you're not really an myself. interview guy, so that like you have a lot of cool stuff to say just being you. But you don't you know necessarily like I'm saying like when the camera gets pointed at you, don't really know where that footage is going to go, and you're kind of like who's this for? And, yeah, uh, I'm yeah. Out. Who's like, it for? Just, like yeah. Homer Simpson back in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> is it cool if I say fuck? No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, that kind of stuff gets a little weird, but I'm 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 getting a lot better at it nowadays. But still, just don't prefer it. Yeah, well, it's let, there. It's there. But let's talk about your writing style because you just said I don't really send it, and I would. Mm. I mean, I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're calculated, but I'm at a point you're definitely sending it. Yeah, I think like once Shit I'm he's doing it, scary. Yeah, you once, are definitely sending it. Yeah, it. once I'm good and ready, I'll give it a go. But it takes me like he he'll his advice to me sometimes is like, dude, just get up there and shut your mind off and go. I'm like, dude, it takes me hours. If I'm looking at a gap that's big for me, I'll just hit that lip for hours, dude, and just like plop off. And Corey it. just smacks oh, his fist into his helmet three times yeah. and goes, fuck, and it starts battling. Yeah, it's like way different. Just block everything out. Don't think, don't Every think. Time. Yeah, dude, you got this. Yeah, I seriously. I mean, probably both systems work you yeah. know oh, like they that, do, it's, for it's sure. very interesting in that sense you overthink it and then underthink it sometimes it like do we all click the grass, so well. the grass is greener on, yeah like you know with both those techniques for sure and we click so well like i know what i have to do to get to to support him getting done what he needs to get done whatever it's gnarly and then vice versa like those dudes will know because i i mean you know me i'm always like fuck dude sorry i'm taking forever like this is i need to fucking hurry up and you're yeah. like dude just chill you got this like yeah. we're hanging but 
I don't really even say that to whenever it's just us because I, I know that they you know, know that yeah. that they know my process and dude like I said if there's a gap that I'm I'm not a tough dude and I'm not gonna sit here and act like I am like dude I'm fucking scared to do a lot of that stuff so well, I will sit there and like think about up, it forever and with those gaps you do too when you start thinking about it you're like uh oh there's like a yeah. lot of bad scenarios but yeah. it just does it perfect and I'm yeah. like wow that looked really I mean easy. to me sending it is airing the Linda Vista Bowl yeah. eight feet you and, know and like that is like, like him shut off you yeah know? Like, like he's that's, not even thinking when he does that that's well, you have to be a right. Relative, you have to be in a right relative. mindset. Watching like him ride the Mammoth that. Bowl, it's like fourteen feet and bumpy, yeah. and just watching that was like, dude, that is like the sketchiest shit yeah. ever. And he's just having a blast. Like, yes, I love this bowl. I'm like, dude, that what you're doing is like a clip every time. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, it insane. really is. I wish I looked at it like that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Make my filming a lot, but a lot easier. There's times I'm trying to film a line, and I'm just like overthinking the whole thing. Like going up the quarter, like don't fuck this up. Don't well, that's got to be really hard for you too, because it's not like in the street where it's just like boom, send it. I got it. It's like you you probably start thinking about the roll and the tire slide, like everything, because yeah. it's you put a lot of everything is filled with style, and it's like if you mess one little thing up, you're like, well, now I can't get this, and it's like so much. It's like putting a puzzle together, each one of your clips. Well, that's 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 what I like. Like, that's what I try to do as well, because I feel like I just try to look at, I just try to put everything I've learned on a bike together in one thing. And I mean, I grew up racing. So, I mean, a bowl is just a racetrack. That's just, you never can stop really. So for me, I want to, the bowl layout is a trick for me. You know, I, you know, I, I'll do a look back here and there and I'll do a Euro here and there, but I, at the end of the day, I really don't give, I just do that to please other. And actually there are certain quarters that just fit those types of tricks, like a good pullback, look back quarter or something like they just fit those. But usually like you find the bowl and it's like, not I want to write the you're doing and It's yeah. It's like the, the puzzle piece you're putting together. Yeah. Is the the, clip the to bowl you. line, the, the line in its entirety for me is the trick of like, cause I want to, I usually try for the most part to not, it doesn't happen every time. Sometimes I force it too much, but I want to pop out with around as much speed as I dropped in with. And that's like the trick of getting around that bowl. And that's why I think I like everything so wide open. Like pool stuff is fun. I mostly just feel like a very microscopic next to Corey and watch him for the most part. I feel like you're like a caged animal in a pool or like a small. I can't park. get like you going, need dude. <laughs> What's the quote? You, you want a gallop, right? Gallop. Yeah, you yeah. Want, <laughs> I, want, I want room to so gallop, good. dude. Like, yeah. I don't wanna, you don't want to hop around. You I wanna, don't want a <sighs> spine in the way. I don't like spines. Those things yeah, he doesn't like five dogs because the spine's in the way. Dude, just, just <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's like I, It's like a perfect mini ramp park and he's like the spine get rid of the spine dude i do not <laughs> so, want that i there. i said a while back that i felt like when you dropped in your goal was to keep up the highest average speed uh, that you could yeah like it, that basically you wanted sure. to like drop in and whatever the whatever route made you go the fastest or let you keep the most amount of speed that was the route that you chose it looks fake sometimes watching yeah. him like it's seriously like in footage i think people don't even get it and you will you see never in real life and it's like yeah. you will never it get fake. it in footage it looks yeah. fake yeah it well, needs even, to be as raw because as it can be I, I love just bringing yeah. up i love just bringing up ob on the podcast but like the one time i rode ob with you like every single transfer at ob has basically been done and you were looking at the the the, the one hip did you do it already no i think oh. what we're talking about is what i want to do it yeah. yeah so the one hip to the out into the, the <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the main area point yeah, a yeah. to and point b <laughs> and he yeah point it's literally like point yeah point a to point j basically but like you so were fun. you were like dropping in and you were and i was like that's not fucking possible and you you just like gave it like you said it was like 75% or 80% and you were Dude, he's got like within legs. range. And I was like, oh my God, that's 
possible for him. Like, I didn't think that those things lined up whatsoever. It was literally like, I mean, it, I mean, it's like a five foot quarter, but it's like a thirty foot gap. Some stuff you he, know? he's like, like talking about. We're rolling up in a van. I'm just know. like, fuck off. Yeah. And then like thirty minutes later, he's like, oh no, he he's can do that. And yeah. Doesn't even look hard. Yeah. For some reason, I, I, it's that's the art of the push through though. Like that gap. That's why I like those because that's like pure racing in me. Like my whole life, I spent pushing through jumps to get like as low as I could, and now it translates to just like turning yeah. those into a really big gap. Yeah. Like it's the same push through. But now I just get to jump really far with it. And it's so whenever I find those and, and the, the, the landings, like the one I kind of did a similar one on that last trip we were on, but the landing was real safe. And I was like, I'm so glad I got a hold of that one recently because it made me want to do Treasure this. Island? Or? No, yeah, the was, one. Where? The, that one like random park, that big ass yeah, the the one tabletop. Random. Oh, yeah. The big table. Yeah. So I found that. Dude, that off topic, but that, that could have been a clip in a part. When I seen that, the one you put on Instagram. Yeah. But after that I, was sick, actually. Like that clip actually turned out so sick. But I just feel like the one I want to do it. Okay, other, so you other, want, okay. Yeah, so I was like, it was good because I was able to warm up on it. Because like those, those don't come often. Like those good push throughs where you yeah. like, you have to like work through the quarter and like get out over it. That one was good too because in footage, like Japan was watching. Like, dude, that quarter to quarter was so big, and I was like, that's a bank. And he's like, really? Like the clip made it look like a steep quarter. Yeah, that you, you guys, perfect. You guys hooked me up. That was a safe landing though. That's why I didn't. It do was it safe. Yeah, but it was a safe landing. Didn't look like it. <laughs> Uh, so you, you brought up racing, Gary, who I was talking to on the phone, wanted, wanted me to ask you guys about, about racing just in, in being, being on the Olympics and, and kind of that vibe. We talked about it in Corey's podcast a little bit, but what was your, what was your take on, uh, kind of being on the competitive side of, of race and, and kind of coming to the freestyle side and, and now being on the competitive side in, in the sense as well. I mean, you wrote X games, so yeah. Um, yeah, competition for me was something that does not vibe with me whatsoever. So I think for a long time, racing was sick because it gave me all my it gave me all my skills. My entire skill set came from racing, and it gave me something to work for as a kid too. I think I needed that for myself. I was I was a, I needed that routine. Yeah. So I think that helped me out a lot. And then as I got older, then I I met a lot of cool people, and I traveled a lot of cool places. And traveling and like crazy when you were racing with the ABA, NBL, and the UCI. Yeah, so that was back in the day whenever it was ABA, NBL, UCI in the, in the early days for me, or in the early you, um. Would, you'd Olympic be like in days. France on a weekend, and then go straight to yeah, like a, a national South in America, Park, Pennsylvania, or something. Yeah, it like, was like we were kind of bouncing around all over these. Literally like, flying from one national to another. That's yeah, insane. Yeah, I know it, it got pretty busy there for a second, but it was cool because I had like Nick Long with me the whole time. We were just like made it. Bro, others yeah Corey's yeah rival oh, Corey's yeah. rival. we talked about that oh nice <laughs> nick yeah, yeah giant yeah, was he really your rival no, no not at all he's, he's, he's a nick, nick clown yeah dude is untouchable i was gonna say yeah <laughs> he's, he's fast man but um but yeah so i mean that was all good but i think like i was i was destined to at one point move on from that just because like it was hard for me to rev myself up to like I need to you know what you gotta you're going into battle like you gotta beat all these guys and I can never rev myself up to do that I just wasn't that guy I just I strictly just like made it as far as I did in racing just I think off of having fun riding a bike because yeah. I remember toward the end there whenever I lived at the Olympic Center they were one of the coaches straight up told me like hey we're gonna keep you off your bike you ride that totally fine you're really good on it we're just gonna get you strong and they just like threw me in the gym for a week or two without even riding at all they get wow. serious when and you're it was like, like a property of a country yeah, yeah. it was yeah. yeah and i mean yeah they, they so they're yeah. right they, it's crazy it's kind of what it is yeah but. they they were funding me to do all this and i was basically on their program and i and i tried to for myself you're gonna go you're gonna be faster not riding your bike 
Yeah. They're like, oh, he's good dude. enough at riding his yeah. bike, you know? Yeah. Like, you need to get stronger. I just need to get strong, so, Which yeah. from, like, a, an outlook of, get, or outlook of getting a gold medal, that's kind of, like, really badly, I hate saying it, but it might have worked, you know? If, yeah. When yeah. you see, he's, like, he's got all the skills yeah. as the other guys. He just needs to get stronger. Like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm 80% mental, 20% physical. I don't need... If I'm happy and if I feel good about myself, I'm going to ride good. Yeah. And I just did not feel good about myself that whole time, and... And, and competing is not my thing. I do not like competing. It's not a thing that I find fun. It's not something that I want to do. What's funny, too, is... Coming from quit. the guy who won the last biggest contest ever <laughs> I know, right? in whenever history. I, whenever if, I if we quit. never have contests again, you won the you, last you, big You're the champion. <laughs> whenever I quit racing, I never... Contest champion. One of the one things that I said, I'm never going to like train in the gym ever again. I was burnt out on that. And I'm never going to do any sort of competition again. Like That was my deal to myself whenever I quit racing. And then just somehow over time, like, I think, I think being introduced to fun contests on this side of BMX They're helped different. a lot. Yeah. Like one of the, some of the first few contests I rode were kind of those one-off Red Bull events. And there's, they're so fun. The ones I went to were so sick. Which, which ones? Speed and style I, ones? I did like, yeah, I did the speed and style one in Germany, which was cool. I did, um, like quartermaster and oh, yeah. i did like that Sebastian was the giant Keith. like yeah. mega quarter that, that thing cool. was oh so God, gnarly I yeah all about that that cool to watch. i rode that Hucker one just surviving yeah i think he won one, though he did yeah, win one of the one of the gnarliest things i've ever seen dude he that was probably up there with one of the gnarliest things i've ever seen done on a bike in person and the fact that he cased it switch once uh. and he was <laughs> dude he was bending his rim like the lip of his rim back with a crescent wrench and like so those like three 30 foot airs he did his tube was coming you could see his tube in between the lip of his <laughs> fucked up rim and the beat he's going to space on that quarter and he's pedaling down that rolling and going like 30 feet oh my god Hucker's i think it was back like, on this podcast and you're gonna yeah, drop you're, the red bull media training know, bullshit right? dude i'll, he's gonna I'll get sit real with, with us I'll, I'll, cool i'll sit with him you need to come back Hucker. he's gonna talk yeah, about no he's gonna talk about poop for about 35 minutes <laughs> oh, oh man we're gonna dude, get so many we're already sucked in the wormhole right now if we're moving if we're talking about racing uh what about you getting carted back through the training center in the bed of a golf cart like a dead body <laughs> yeah. so going this back is, this is how serious he was with racing in the end there. what is that uh, well i just i was i wouldn't go that far that but he was riding it out pretty well, well. i don't I understand what is that toward the well i just <laughs> <laughs> it's a good story this, this is toward, the real this the is the end, real toward the end there i was like i was pretty pretty lost didn't really know what i wanted to do i knew i didn't want to race anymore i did know that but i didn't know how to get out so i was just kind of like well i'll just kind of party my way until or not even party <laughs> but just like kind of find my purposely limit. fuck up find my exactly kind yeah. of yeah like find my limit of drinking and figure out where that is so like <laughs> <laughs> so like there is as one, an olympian the gym, his <laughs> gym routine is lifting drinks into yeah. his <laughs> thank you usa cycling yeah and i'm not talking shit on usa it has no. nothing to do no, with no. that it has nothing nick to do long's with doing it and winning you're like i'm gonna try this too <laughs> i know he's good he's at a it. Beat. yeah he's good at it yeah but I, yeah, I'm not talking shit on U.S. cycling. This has nothing to do with the training center. It's just me in my own head is all, and I was struggling a bit. But, yeah, so I was uh, going downtown one night, and, yeah, I just drank, like, a massive amount of alcohol before I got to downtown. Like when you're young and you just Whenever think you need to get so like, hammered yeah, yeah, before you like, go yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. I, just had, I, had, I think it was daylight. I'm going to save money. 
Like I was, I remember it. So I remember it. Gets before it even gets down. I remember it being dusk too. Like it was the sun hadn't even gone down all the way yet, and I was like on my way there, and I remember like getting pretty loopy, and then got there, and I think I made it in one place, came out of the bathroom, like fell down the stairs or something. So they like uh, two of my buddies that were there um, just threw me in the back of a cab and gave the cab driver hundred dollars, and we're like, yeah, just uh, drive him back to Take the training to the center. Olympics. Were <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you have to like go through security to even get yeah, back in? So, yeah. and he's dead literally a dead body this young kid who got so hammered going from chula vista to downtown he's like i gotta get drunk it's done no one's, bucks. no one's even Take at the bars the yet <laughs> yeah yeah that's a moment i'm not too proud of but that's yeah great. they, they no, uh, run drove, it they drove me back in the cab and then Did like, they just like oh sorry yeah just drove up to the front entrance and then basically the cab driver just got out and just like pulled me out of the cab and like <laughs> laid me on the ground and i and like i was the the security guard was really cool he's a nice guy and like just knew who i was so i like i have this one flash of memory where i'm just like in the bed of the golf cart getting, <laughs> getting driven back up and then yeah and then had a had a note the next morning i got suspended for two weeks yeah so what's a, what's the con if you get suspended uh, that is that that goes against some sort of a Olympic policy yeah I, I think more so they knew they knew <laughs> I wasn't because I'm not like a guy that really like stirs the pot I'm pretty I keep to myself and I think they just saw me just like they just wanted me to be like hey go figure yourself out real yeah. quick you know it was like it was just a young dumb type thing everybody um, in this training center is so serious and Chris is getting driven across the damn campus like a bag of sand oh, and it's like dude. only like 8 p.m too it's like not <laughs> probably it's not it's, like, it's probably <laughs> sorry i keep pulling this mark no you're but good. it was probably like 11 yeah but this happens a lot like i'm sure People athletes trying it, huh? to figure themselves yeah. out for sure oh, this is not yeah. the well, first yeah, I mean, case like, like whenever, dude, whenever it's like a giant get, campus filled with like athletes it's right? like a university and whenever you get to yeah. that point and you've like dedicated your life to it and you could tell the end is near and it's not working like dude you feel lost you're like mm -hmm. what am i like just have made it to nothing surrounded by all these champions like people dude. just killing it and i was it. just like all the dudes i lived with like nick was kicking my ass you know so i was like living with a dude that was just kicking my ass every weekend and i just was like dude i'm done like i don't got it but i knew i i knew i was going to come to that point anyway you know like i knew i like i said i don't like competition it makes me act stupid it makes me act funny it makes me think say things out of emotion that i don't mean I don't like competition at all. What, what's the difference? Is there, you know, I think of BMX contests, and obviously there's a serious element to every BMX contest as well. But for the most part, the vibe is is pretty chill. What's the what's the vibe at like a serious race event? You know, like the like the X Games X Games vibe. Like that's without a doubt probably the most serious competition. And uh, I think and fees fees. Uh, oh, okay. like oh the, those fees, yeah. not the fees, but those like. Uh, the UCI, UCI like the Olympic. Yeah. Oh, that's dude, the weirdest. Yeah, well, that's qualifiers. That's the weirdest game. pressure thing I've ever yeah. felt with people. I was just like, what? Are you yeah, doing? yeah, that's, that's true. Like, that's who one are you? Thing I have There's coaches. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the mean, Olympics changed. I'm talking. Fees itself like, was awesome, yeah. Yeah. but the whole UCI thing got crazy. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's something that. And I mean, dude, if you're into that and that's what you want to do, then dude, yeah, that's, that's sick. Hell do yeah. it and like and put it, dude. Give it hell. Put your head down. Work out. Do your thing. Get to the Olympics. Win your medal. Like, dude, I'm psyched and I want that to happen to people. But I had already had my fun, and luckily it's not my lane anyway. Like I'm not gonna go to a fees course and ride a good. Yeah. You know, I'm. Here's a straight turn out of the box. Bam. Bam. You know, I've like, never seen this one before. <laughs> yeah, Your so coach is like, all right, Chris, actually do good. quad whip. Yeah. yeah. So it's like for that, I'm just kind of like, okay, like I, I can understand. I want people to succeed and do that, but for me, I'm just like, no. I, I would never even – and I've actually gotten invited to certain contests and said no to. I really just like only ride the van series yeah. and then – 
if the Red Bull ones sound fun. But was like was racing like a real competition? Like, were you friends with people? Were people friendly with each other? Or did they? Or yeah, was it yeah. Like, I mean, it was yeah. People were friendly, and it does was it still fun. feel like BMX? You know, like um, I, I, I guess that's kind of what I'm asking at, at a point. Like for for people that you know were a freestyle side of it, so that that side of racing, it, to me, it seems so serious and the people that you're up against you're directly competing with them and in some cases running into them and stuff like that like yeah. is there are you guys friends is it friendly oh, yeah, overall like, i think off the track yeah off the track it's friendly i mean mm-hmm. at the end of the day we're just riding bicycles but you know whenever you mix that the o word in with everything like once the olympic dream comes in and orgasm yeah, or that word, but um, that's a way better word than Olympic. <laughs> but yeah, once I was just, when you said O word, I was literally like, yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, I, no, once I good. once I came out too, I was, wait, I was waiting. Too. For some, yeah. I was waiting for some. I was waiting for some sort of. But yeah, once the Olympics come in, like once that comes in the conversation, then yeah, you could see uh, just people's motivation change and and. But at the same time, it's like, dude, they're trying to survive this life. They're trying to get there. So yeah. good on them. Yeah. Like that, it wasn't that gold medal set you up for a while. I'm yeah, sure. and it's like, like and it's like, hey, whenever life whenever, changing real quick. You know, I knew what I signed up for. I knew hey. what the Olympics brought, and I'm not talking any shit on it. it like it, it was on me. Like if if I wanted to make it, I was gonna have to go make that happen. I was gonna have to work and really go and make that happen. And I didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Deep down, I didn't want to. Not because I was like, oh, this is stupid. I just. It's not the type of human being I am at all. And there are people that enjoy that and like that. And I think they need to keep doing it. And I think everything in BMX builds BMX up. Like BMX in the Olympics is going to help the core part of BMX. And like the core part of BMX is going to help, you know, like once that kid sees that type of BMX and then moves in and then sees like some stupid video of bull riding filmed and edited by dudes who can't film or edit and like oh this is cool i don't know too. what like, dvd you guys are so talking like, yeah so i think it's just like it's one of those things trademark like, like everybody you know we, in a weird loose. fuck man we all have each other's backs we all know it we well just, even even in the sense of uh the olympics the the you know this the city committee uh sees bmx in the olympics and now they have to let bikes into the skate park in a small city in a small town in in montana that you guys are going to go ride and so you guys don't catch that vibe hopefully you know like yeah yeah, definitely definitely hoping but i would i would think that hopefully it doesn't go the other way and then they're like oh we need more bike parks now and then and then more segregation yeah more segregation but i don't think so cities don't want to spend money i think you know it's all good and it's like hey i like seeing my friends like make you know, I like seeing my friends like living sick houses off of riding their bikes and yeah. stuff. And like, I know what they've gone through, and I know the injuries they've had. And I know how hard they've worked. And I know that, dude, I know that riding contests and competing at high levels and being consistent is a next level thing to do. It's not easy, dude. It's not easy to do that over and over and over for an extended period of time. Like, it uh, takes the a mental lot stress of too talent, to be like dude. one of those guys who always wants to be yeah. like winning is why they're sponsored and why they're they're eating you know like that's crazy because there's always that kid nipping at your heels and always, there's three yeah. more behind him and like ooh that's gotta feel and that's crazy. why I just love the fact that it's like I just love the filming aspect like I just love the life I love just living my life as a bike rider I love the fact of like thinking about trying to find the right like I have these ideas of like how certain transfers are like things i do could work but i need the right bowl for them and i like the fact of thinking about like man there could be that bowl out there that offers that setup for me and it takes away being judged and it almost like you're painting a picture as an example like your video part is like like a piece to you it's a piece of art really it sounds 
weird saying that's, it, but I mean, that's how like, I've always looked at it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you on our last podcast, your, we talked about yeah. this similar thing where I, I just, yeah, in my head, like, I know what, I know what I want to get across. And like, I know I like portions of BMX a lot and the portions that I like a lot. I just really just try to stay true to that. I, I'm really not an all around rider. And even in a bowl, man, it takes the right, like, I can't really ride a pool that good. You know, like it takes the right bowl for me to really ride it the way I want to ride it. So I'm a very one-dimensional guy, and I, I love that about it. I love finding the spot where I where I get to a spot, and I'm just like, dude, this is my bowl. Like, this is the one I'm looking for. I like having that. And I think that's whenever I really feel like it's cool because it's like it's like a big wave. You know, the big wave doesn't always come. So it's like whenever you finally get it, it's like, dude, it's time. Fuck, yeah, like it's time. This is what I've been riding for. This is what I've been filmed, like waiting to film. So I think – once all that comes into play it's like i like that lifestyle of like being on the search for that layout for myself and what comes with that search is like being around my best friends in like some grubby vans like sleeping in the middle of the mountains to sleeping in sketchy walmart parking lots to like running off of like tortillas and peanut butter and yeah and just getting and just being in that moment of like pure life you're at and you just see like you even go into towns that teeny tiny little mountain towns that you would have never have seen in your life they're not mm-hmm. like any sort of any sort of destination for any type of road trip but we get to see these little towns of like these people that you would never see just because they happen to have the best skate park in the world in their little town they don't even really know Mm-mm. you know it's like they'll come and watch sometimes like whoa look, people are using people this here thing months. yeah you, know, it's like, you guys are from california yeah so it's 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 odd like i love that lifestyle of it i love being like humble on the road on the move with my people riding the things i like to ride at my own time doing the tricks i want to do on my own time like not having to worry about a schedule or anything and um i, I just I just hope that's what comes across whenever people watch our stuff. It's just like, it, it's not about just hammering the 12 foot deep end. You know, there's a lot more that has, you know, like, dude, I, I just, even going back to the cancer thing, like, dude, BMX really did like toughen me up to get through that part too. Like being in like sketchy situations on the road and being in like another country looking at my ankle dislocated and shit, you know, like it really does set you up for harder things later. Mm-hmm. And it gives you that understanding of like, it's something that I'm interested in love so much that it gives me a purpose to survive that or come back from that or be ready for it because it's like, I know what I want to do in my life and I know how I want to live my life. I know what makes me happy. So whatever comes up, it's like, okay, let's handle it because I have this on the side and it gives me a sense of, I don't know, it's kind of that like good little belief or that little support system inside myself. Whenever it's like, those times you feel lonely or inadequate, you know, or, or you don't feel like you measure up to anyone else. I always can look back at that thing. And it's like, well, I got this. And it's, yeah, no matter it's what. It's never left me. And it's going to be there no matter what. And I think that's why I have the struggles with competition. It's because I, I, I cherish that so much and I envy that so much. And I, and I really, truly love that style of riding so much that it's like, I almost don't want to put it out there to be, you know, like dissected. And I judged. think it's just kind of like, and I mean, like, and to do it like in a park that you might not like. You're like competing at this pro level, but you're like this. I don't feel that good at this park. Oh, you that know? happens to me constantly. Yeah, did you go to like the Mexico one? Dude, I, I, I usually struggle. Them. I usually really struggle on every one of those. Like on just whenever it becomes like lumpy and small like that, like those, those, you know, nothing's deeper than like eight feet. Mm -hmm. I I struggle big time. I can't really like open anything up for myself. So 
those are always a little hard. But it has nothing to do. Dude, the Van Series, no shit, is like one of I'll ride every single one of those styles. Yeah, no every park's what. not going to be catered to you specifically, and, of course. You and know? going like back, to, not, of course, yeah, yeah. And I'm not looking yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And going back to the judging thing too, it's like if I was to like want to ride a contest, I want to ride. I want to put my best plate together and present it to guys like Joe Rich. You know, like I want those dudes to be the ones that are like, fuck yeah, like up there watching BMX and like that means that means something to me to know that like those types of dudes are in the booth and it's, and it's part of a contest that I believe in and it, it caters to our riding style and the way that Vans treats us and the way that they fly us around the way that they let us, they let us do our thing. Like that's why I support that always. And I don't even really look at those as contests either. I'll get, yeah, even if the park sucks, it's still like vacation exactly. with your boys. Dude. Cause I'm not going to lie. Like I cannot ride five dock the way I want to ride. I have to like Stupid change spine. things up. Dude, spine's in the way. And then <laughs> even that Germany, that Germany ball is like, spine's dude, in the way. I, like, <laughs> I literally don't you not, not hit the spine at five dock in your runs ever. I never I've never insane. seen Chris hit a spine. I've, I've maybe, I could probably count on under 10 times. I probably hit a spine. What? Yeah. I hate him. What? Dude. I don't like him. Ever? I, I, I like, not in a contest run, but, like, ever. I mean, there's, like, a little... There's, like, certain bowls that, yeah, I'd probably hit spines here and there. But if I could avoid a spine, I'll avoid it every single time. I won't That's even try way. to jump it. I don't even care to touch it or look at it or see if it's even He's there. He's a particular man. Your backyard, your backyard, I just jump to the wall. I never just jump over the spine. I just don't even care to even look at it. And it's not that I think they're lame and I don't think they're Just not your Close thing. your eyes. No, you're, like, you're particular. Because people get on me for that too where they're like, oh, cool guy. And it's like, no, I'm not even saying it like that. I just don't – I don't think it's stupid. Like, dude, seeing like you flip with a spine is completely so unfathomable to me that I'm just like – I think it's so sick. Yeah, if you're a cool guy about it, you wouldn't ride the Corey, contest. Corey's literally like just – Dude doesn't know what he wants to say something, but he doesn't know what to say. Oh, I already know all about it. And this. another thing that <laughs> we've already had this debate is before he came around. I, feel like I always twitching over there. Dude, whenever people spines. would hit me, whenever people would hit me up about why I don't jump spines, I always had the excuse of like, I was like, dude, I grew up racing, I jump far, I just don't know how to do it. And then he came along and like, fucking rips them, and I like don't have those excuses anymore. <laughs> So yeah, I don't like spines. What about spines are know. cool? You, you mentioned like spines. you mentioned like backyard pools. So the, those aren't those don't interest you whatsoever. Oh, well. they interest me. I just don't. I just would like to have fun in them. There's yeah. nothing I'm going to be able to do in them that are going to be anything that like I can nibble around them and like have my fun in them. But um, just for me and my heart, like I just want to. I just want to. I want to go. I want to yeah. drop in and go. I want to ride like an elevator. But like so, like reaching max speed within a a pool it, it even just doesn't interest you whatsoever like i've the seen same it idea yeah i'm sure you i'm that's so what lucky I mean. like, has a clip of it right now and it's sick yeah that's what, what i mean like like yeah, I, I think like me. in a pool yeah it's oh yeah like max he didn't speed. yeah but it's good yeah, are you kidding me you killed that thing thanks dude thanks <laughs> so well i just think i just me i just think like <laughs> like you you were talking about like it's not just about hammering the d-bend but it's like the nuances of like riding the bowl in general and that's essentially what pool riding is oh, it's dude, like it's riding, like the right pool rider is so sick to watch like you it, riding a pool is definitely its own thing that's yeah. it's in my opinion too it's it's like you're a trail guy you're like a skate park guy you're a street guy you're a pool guy and then even like you could be a bowl guy nowadays too i feel like but pool riding is its own thing for sure and dude, watching the right riders ride pools is fucking crazy. Obviously him, but like Andrew Lazaric, like yeah. guys like that to watch ride pools, it's crazy. And 
my skill set just doesn't really apply to that environment that well for me. Like it, maybe if I found the right, like the perfect layout that kind of S's me around just right. And like the stairs are out of my way enough. Maybe I could rip <laughs> around it, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't really apply to the way that I ride a bike. Not again, pools rip. I'm not talking. Cory is, pools, is, is Chris selling himself short. No, yeah, for sure. No, but I also get it. Like, I fully get it. Picks. Yeah, like I'm obsessed with these things. Yeah. And it's weird. And I understand. It's but like I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. What about a vert ramp? Oh, I I dude for a, for a second there, um I would whenever I was up at Woodward Not West, I would coping. ride with Coco. Like I'd yeah. ride the vert ramp with Coco. I mean I could get by. Yeah. Um, but I do really like riding vert. I just don't I don't really know where to ride vert. And in all honesty, nowadays too. Claremont. I've enjoyed, yeah. yeah, actually that vert ramp's fun too. But nowadays I've enjoyed just like the, um, I just like the bowl layout stuff. I just can't get away from it, man. Like That's your shit. It's all I could think about. It's all I want to do. Like I just want to go and try to find layouts and just film sick bowl videos. It's Giant really, holes in the ground. That's all I want. Yeah, just that's, that's honestly all I, that's where I'm at in my bike riding life right now is like, I feel like I've walked a pretty good path through it and i've learned a lot and i've tried a lot of things and as this part of my life has come up and and even just like real life issues like just showed me like what i really want to do and like dude all i really want to do is just be on the road in the woods riding deep bowls that's all i can think about and like whenever i was just going through this cancer stuff like all i could think about was like i can't wait until i'm in oregon riding some mountain parks that's all i can think about right now so i know that's what i want in my heart and and that's just what i'm gonna do and if people like it, they like it. If they don't, that's totally fucking cool too. I completely understand. They like it. Is there an aspect of your writing that you wish you could do that you can't? You know, like you you like what you like, but is there anything that's like out of range? Like if you know, uh, do you wish you could fold an invert or something? You know, like I mean, I'm I'm sure you can, but like, like every it, now and then, I kind of wish that I aired regular for a table because my table table airs for me. Like, I'm goofy-footed, so I'd do one-footed tables. Mm-hmm. And I got, like, really, really fucked up on one back in the day. So I I never – I don't really do those that – well, I don't do them at all anymore. But I do wish that I had just, like, a table in my regular way, but I got the look back, so. That's I'll all right. Take, I'll that's take a good consolation prize, yeah. I'll, I'll look back all day. Dude, that's when was the last trick – what was the last trick you learned, and when was it? <laughs> Dude, I've like learned. actual trick, you know. Within like, the uh, last five years, I've lost way more tricks than I've <laughs> way more, dude. I have not learned a trick in so long. What was the last trick you lost? Uh, You're like, fuck, that one's gone. <laughs> I don't know, honestly. I really don't even know. I don't, yeah, I have no idea. Well, well I guess when, uh, when when you were racing, did you ride freestyle like Corey or no? Or did you, were I you did. strict racing? No, no, no. Okay. I rode both. Okay. I would actually sneak out of the training center and ride the Chula Vista skate park. And he was good, too. I would ride with him when he was just supposed to be racing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this guy's sick. Yeah, He'd the Chula Park. had like an unreal style. Yeah. We'd ride trails mainly, Aaron's yeah. jumps. And Aaron's, that, that yard was cool. He had a good mini yeah, ramp. He, you could tell he was a racer, but it was like, this guy yeah. has got some style no one's ever seen before over yeah. here. Mostly, I just want to pick up like um, like bike control stuff. Like right now, riding with Corey, I guess the last thing that's helped my riding out a lot is I was always a little timid—not timid, but I didn't really understand the concept of like deep rounded ends. Like mm-hmm. I would always hit like the deep flat walls really well, 
but like the whenever it turned like whenever the round the deep mm-hmm. ends were rounded I'll I think ch- we, I think we talked about this when we rode together I think we rode maybe, maybe city Hi- did we ride city heights yeah together yeah we were I talking think that's about what that? yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is what it is yeah but yeah so that was like that's I guess a fairly fresh new skill that I got of more so not necessarily that I didn't know how to do it but I've I've worked on it and riding with Corey and Matt and Jason um, has helped me like acquire that skill a lot better yeah. now to where it's opened up my riding a lot um jason w- jason's on re- i mean you as well but jason is like fucking insane the way he can do that stuff the yeah, way he travels he's got, and it, just like, he's got to figure it out yeah it's like yeah. almost like you say you don't you losing tricks or you don't learn new tricks it's like refining. a bar spin or an x up or whatever that like trick tricks but it's like to to an air deep end of a bulk should be considered that's like a trick quote unquote you yeah, know well, or like I mean, alley-ooping this or being able to ride this kind of pool coping like that's all like tricks in its own too like oh, you're, for you're sure. always progressing you're just riding the layout and that's why i think that's why i think my riding has um kind of opened up a little bit lately too like i'm filming on i'm filming in bowls that i normally wouldn't have filmed in maybe two years ago um i really want to start working i like the open pocket stuff he does i want to work on that a little bit more i don't have those that dialed in i feel like that could be opens a lot of stuff up in a yeah park. totally i feel like that could help me out a lot too sorry but what's an open pocket i mean i can like I'm, your ramp has an open pocket i get that yeah but that's like, what's an open that's, pocket that's, that's what it is it's yeah, anything it's just, that's got a gap in between it that you can pocket yeah okay. so it's that's like a it. pocket air without a middle piece and yeah. i think your guys riding is so motivating for kids because like kids oh, yeah. can relate so well to street riding but like when you have like a fees rider that's really hard to relate to for kids who just have like a nice cement park in their town yeah watching because they're like damn like where am i gonna learn a double whip where am i gonna learn this and that but you watch your guys's video and it's like oh alley-oop the pocket like yeah, the thing that's been yeah. at the kids skate park forever now he's like boom just starts you can just do it like or oh. not just do it but it's something you can like actually go try you and know? something you can work up to it's yeah motiv- yeah sure. it's yeah. motivating for me to see that because i've gone on like first trip i went on you with you guys i was like whoa like you know there's just so many different ways to ride these big bowls that i was always like yeah i'm going over to this section you know and yeah look at these things because to me i was like all these quarters are bent. Like, what do you do? <laughs> and then yeah. you see like, oh, you just figure out how to ride them like you guys. Yeah, it's fun. It's like the the best stuff. And I think even too, um, like whenever you watch certain clips in a bowl, it's a pool for sure too. Like whenever you watch certain clips or, or ride, watch certain clips of like certain riders in bowls, and then you actually go to that pool or bowl and you ride 100%. it yourself. Pools are never what? anything until you go ride them. I swear, like it's impossible to give oh, pools dude, justice. Some of those, some of those Oregon bowls too. Like you'll see bowls. certain clips of guys have done, and you get to them and you're riding it. Even like, that mammoth no bowl, way. seeing the footage, like that's a park you need to go ride. Dude, dude. to actually feel like get tires on it and feel how wonky it is, and like to see like I don't know what Matt's done on it or Cody or Jace. You know, it's like what the mm-hmm. fuck. I, I I personally enjoy that. That's like almost anything though. You can say that because you can go to like a a giant rail or whatever in real life and be like, oh my god, I can't believe he tire I one hundred percent agree, but I feel like it's very rare that footage makes a spot look bigger. But I feel like for for like stair sets and stuff, like you've you've walked up and down them your whole life to the point where it's like not under like watching Garrett or you or someone like that Nathan for sure for me like watching Nathan's videos, I cannot understand any of it. It's so gnarly. So next level to me, oh I my don't God. even understand it. We were watching the champagne part, and I was like, you guys should narrate the tricks. Tell me the tricks. And it'd be so funny to film this. Oh my I was God. literally in tears. Like, I was trying switch foot, so uh, hard, man. Revert. Yeah, insane. Wanting to be, revert out. I would be mortified. <laughs> I was trying as hard as Dude, I could. So, front peg, back peg. Chris was just like, I don't know. This is amazing, though. <laughs> Dude, Nathan Williams was These guys so are like far amazing pro oh, bike yeah. riders, was... but announcing Nathan's part. Nathan's like... But he's like switch foot, switch time. Yeah, I can't even do it. Switch foot, switch crook. Or like, he's just like... Dude, he was so high level that i was just completely
completely ignorant. It's so funny, yeah. dude. I'm crying, what, laughing at these guys. Who, like <laughs> totally pro in their own style of riding, and then Nathan's like god of his style, and they're like, I don't know. They were trying. You so called hard me out on the on the X Games thing. You're like, come on. Uh, <laughs> like, to me, to me, it's follow. so it like I'm so programmed with knowing yeah. everybody's foot forward, what yeah. way they spin, like. I don't know. It's just like programmed in my brain. I need at least two viewings to like properly oh, yeah, like dissect sure. uh, at least to properly dissect like a Garrett section or a Nathan section. It's just Nathan's confusing the shit out of people because yeah. if he's going to do something switch, he switches his feet now. Yeah. And I think to the the person who's not following a hundred percent like BMX nerd like I am, they're yeah. just like, oh, that was a nice grind. Why do you do two grind hard winnies in a row in his kink champagne intro clip? You know? Yeah. yeah. And then you're like, oh my god, that first one was just as big and completely switched. Yeah. Ambidextrous, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. fucking awesome, Danny, dude. Danny, Danny, Danny Higgerson. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Danny Williams? Oh, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> Danny. Bad joke. <laughs> no, that was a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Hickerson. How about uh, that? that Na- Nathan that Wickerson? <laughs> um, Dennis, Dennis, I don't know. No, I got I'm a sorry, question. we derailed that one. How small are we compared to the galaxy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you explain to everyone real quick how small we are? Just a quick little intermission from everything, from mental, mental stuff to BMX to... You just turned red. Yeah, no. Yeah. He <laughs> likes. He likes. He loves space. Like, I love. I love. We all know how to find the North Star. He's been showing us everything. That's adorable. Yeah, it's like mapping. He's yeah, a, like mapping the cosmos. Sky out a bit. But do I you mean, own a telescope? Oh yeah, it's a tiny one though. Right. I'm. I'm gonna wait until I get like. Oh, I mean, I would. I'd kind of get out of Orange County too. Before yeah, I that's get a nice yeah, telescope. pretty point. Yeah, like a van one day, just this dope telescope. Yeah, yeah, just just cut like, out get of the roof. Oh my roof god! And, like yeah, a submarine with a telescope. That'd be sick. Dude, that'd be sick. Um. No, yeah, we're small, definitely. Do that. Tell them. Uh, Freak some people out. I don't. I mean, I feel like I'm not like learned enough to actually publicly say all the things that I like geek out on. Well, just that one thing about like if you. Made oh it. yeah, that yeah. If you yeah, if you were to condense, just kind of, it's a good relation if you were to, to like condense holy the shit. universe down into the size of the Earth. The Earth would be one billionth the size of a pinhead. So. If you were to condense the universe down to the size of the Earth, yeah, and that's even like the Earth would be one millionth the size of one, a pinhead. I think billionth. it was like one billionth yeah. the size of. And a so pinhead. then, and then us on the Earth is like yeah. So and then people like we're small people, well, but we then, mean and a that's lot even for like, some reason. And that's yeah. even the observable universe. Like there's, they think there's more universe out yeah. there past what they've actually just what they've seen. observed. So though like, they have this calculation down yeah, to be yeah. like. And they know it's expanding too, so it's it's, it's yeah. So and then inside of us, they think it's cells that are even smaller. You know, they're like like just it goes yeah, in both atoms, directions of infinity. Yeah, atoms and everything, and where that's what we're comp- like that's what we're made up of. So it's like we're actually all made out of the same thing, Ziggy Stardust. You know, or so the people listening, they're probably like, this is so stupid, but. It's but really it's interesting. Fun. If, I mean, if Catfish well, was here, you'd say space isn't real. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and but it's really dude, fun to who talk, knows? Who talk knows? about. It could be not real. Who knows? I, you never really. Do, yeah. do you really actually know? Do you really? Yeah, I never been. Know? I never been to space. Yeah, so it's like it's just fun to learn because then I think. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. It's like, dude. I never been. I swear I see satellites like, every time I look up, and I mean, satellites aren't real either. What are they? I'm 100 percent joking. That'd be a good one. I'm playing devil's advocate as if Catfish was here. He's fucking nuts. I think that's like liberating. Catfish is in San Diego. If you want to do a podcast. Yes, I man. don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't. That was so fast. Like, don't even ask. <laughs> That'd be funny, though. I think that shit's important to to, to keep in mind, though. Because I mean, if you just oh, get yeah, stuck yeah, on yeah. this, that's kind of why I want to bring it up because we always talk about it. It's I mean, so everybody just crazy. thinks so like so. I mean, the, the city life is just so. The masses are so condensed with their thought process. Worried about the like, likes on their Instagram. Yeah, post, and it's like they never picture. get out of their city and they never get off their Instagram and they never like. In all honesty, like they they, 
in my opinion, and I mean, I don't want to sound rude, but like people think they think for themselves, but I think most of the time you'd be surprised how influenced your thinking is of like how much you, even if you're conscious of being on Instagram too much or something, how much you actually really do open it. And then that first photo you see actually can dictate a certain person. Like it could actually bring an emotion out of you. I don't know if it's like, whether you just like open up, see one photo of a dude riding and just be like, fuck, I haven't ridden in a while. I should probably get back on that. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's, or even I haven't posted in a while. Uh, like you hear people saying that. So many like, different God, he's things so good at Instagram. Where I feel like you just, you get, you get dictated without knowing it. Like your brain actually reacts and you, you get dictated throughout your day without even knowing it. So, so over like you time, get stuck in a current and dude, you so get like, yeah. And that shit shore. is, man, I've said that, that and all that stuff's so poisoned. So I think like, it's nice to look like look you have a muted instagram for example right because yeah i muted all my just, stuff you just you I have just so much influences from other things you're not like someone that needs to be influenced by bmx videos and what stuff, does muted right? mean sorry so basically i just like yeah everybody you don't see anything when you open up Instagram. no nah, so i like i follow a lot so of he people actually but... says how you've been and you have to yeah like you didn't really see know. what we were up to yesterday already <laughs> basically no yeah no, I don't you're not know. watching my life well i mean <laughs> so offensive. so yeah so like i don't i just mute everything but it's just for like it's not I'll post and do my thing. And it's like, if, if I think about one of my friends, like, Oh fuck, I wonder what Dennis has been up to. Like, I'll actually just go to your profile and just check and see what you've been doing. You can just call me next time, but that's or cool. call you. Yeah. But like, I, that's the way I kind of just am using it of like, I'll, I just use it for like, I want to reach out it, like at my own time. Um, I think it just helps my mental health. It doesn't make me like feel like the world is spinning out of my reach and I'm not doing anything with my life and holy shit, I got to get going. Like it, it just kind of makes me center myself and it just shows me like, dude, nothing's happening. Like nothing is happening that you're not, you're, you're a part of everything. You're, you're meant not to missing be a part out on it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, Very true. and it just grounds you down and you could like able, then you could sit with yourself and just like be in that moment of like, even if it's just something where you've been at your house all day and you're like, fuck, I got to hit someone up. I got to do something. Cause I mean, one of my favorite, there's a quote that just says something along the lines of like, even whenever you can have a busy day and not be productive. So it's like, you can do all these things throughout your day and like be with all these different people and do all this shit. But like, what, what are you actually accomplishing? And sometimes I think it, 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 you almost overlook the fact of like how important it is to be left alone and how important it is to sit with yourself and be able to be okay with yourself like if you're sitting alone and you don't feel right, that's terror. That's bad company, man. Like you got to be cool with who you, you are. You got to talk to yourself and fix you gotta yourself. You got to fix yourself and face your shit. You can't hide from yourself at all. And I think a lot of people not necessarily make a mistake. It's just a way of like kind of what I feel like the masses have always done. Like we're a social creature. We're a social organism. So we want to reach out and be social. But at the same time, like you got to find that balance. And I think nowadays with social media, it's like you can – like go out and be with people and then whenever you're alone you're still with a fuck ton of people so it's like you never really get away from it right so it's I like think, as soon as you start thinking in your own head you're like distraction blah, 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 instead of a hundred percent do you think of like if you're watching tv and, and then the commercials come on you just go into the commercial break and you're on your phone yeah. and like yeah like dude it's okay like if you want to take a few weeks and like not do anything and just sit in your room and meditate and read and like stay off your phone don't watch that much tv like go do the go do the things you enjoy if you want to eat like a fucking box of pizza go treat yourself and like meditate and sit inside yourself and treat yourself right and talk to yourself good and like just reassure yourself that's like yo dude like at the end of the day no matter what it's on you at the end of the day like you are your own person you are your own main character living your own movie every single day so it's like you you got to be right with that and you got to understand like 
what you like, what you believe in, and where you want to take it. And I think once that happens, like it's okay to internalize things too. You don't have to tell everyone your beliefs. You don't have to spout off a lot of opinions. Like you can keep that stuff to yourself and just work on the things that you think are cool. And over time, that's going to turn into action. And action is what's going to lead to the stuff that really matters in your life. But to figure that out, you gotta, you can't be around anyone. You have to be left in solitude. You really have to find it, you know. And and that takes work, and it takes effort, and it takes time. And it takes and, tuning out, tune out a little bit, and like do, even removing being, outside influence. Being by yourself with your phone, or even back in the day, the newspaper every day. You know, mm-hmm. there's always been these distractions. Oh, it's not, it's not new. Yeah. Everybody read the newspaper every day too. But there was the people like, nah. Yeah, we've had that conversation before, and that's a perfect point. Is it's it's, it is nothing picture, new. You know, everyone's always had some sort of information in front of their face from our history. You know, yeah. Like, it is the only thing that is new is like how much information is so instantaneously accessible. That's the new part, and that's where it's like. Dude, you can fucking go from, like, watching a live feed in Moscow, Russia, to, like, a cat video, to... Protest over here. Protest, to... Like, and you just go through, you just go down the line, you know? And all of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's two hours, and I've been living all these other people's lives. And now my brain hurts. And now my own life, I'm just sitting there. Yeah, it's like like the newspaper back in the day, they could, like, easily just lie to you, and it was almost easier, like, all right, that's the only source I have. Yeah, that's the only source. But with with this, it's like, they're lying to me, they're lying to me, maybe they're both right, uh, uh, and it's just like, shut it off, and go live, and go observe a little bit. And it's not even that, too. I mean, it's it's everything, dude. It's, It's it goes so far down i mean like i mean that just your the way the brain works with like dopamine and serotonin and all these like everything is you know you you gotta sorry the dog no, is, right. the, the dog wants to see you I apparently wanna, you just see. just figure you've been, been here for an hour and 40 minutes it. and the dog just figured Dude, i want to see the dog so bad <laughs> soon bud. um but i feel like with all those different things man Wrap like it up soon anyways yeah that's fair um not because of you, going? because I got to take review of the vet. But. No, I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like with all those different, like all the different chemical reactions in the brain and how complex the brain is and how complex, like just even your digestive system, like the, the, yourself, your body and your thoughts are so complex and it's, and it's so beyond anything you could even comprehend. You, and that's you, just us. And that's just you. That's just one person. One thing. So it's like whenever you, whenever all that goes into it, it's like if you just fill that with crap, like if you just fill your eyeballs with just Instagram all the time and it could be anything, right? Like you're not, your brain isn't going to work right. You gotta like use it. You you have to use it. You have to like lay down and get hit with those thoughts that horrify you. And you have to work through those and use your brain and figure out mental tactics to get around that type of stuff. And I think that's why solitude is so important. I've unfortunately become like more addicted to the, to isolating myself more than anything but and now i'm actually healthy for you and you like it it is for sure but i am trying to work back to where i'm like okay like i'll try to put myself out there and hang out with more people type Mm -hmm. thing too but i think that the the muting of my instagram i'm like over a year in now and i i love it i don't i don't even really because i was going to do it for a couple months and check it out but it's helped me out a lot and i'm more creative i write more like i have more i have crisp ideas to write about i have my ideas aren't so pessimistic um, mm. I don't feel like I'm getting left behind in life. I feel like I'm with myself and cool. And, and, and when you when you take in so much information, you almost don't have your own thoughts. So when you have something mm-hmm. to write about, you're like, oh, well, I've been looking at all this stuff and this guy kind of wrote something similar or did something similar. Yeah. And now it's not Instead unique of like, to me. Here's all my, totally. here's all my information from yeah. 500 other people. Point. Because people, really I mean, even just, a, a, you know, 
making it a, a, about like what I do is that you can search back through, uh, you know, 20 years of BMX media coverage and ideas and stuff, and you can find something that that is similar to like what I have an idea about doing a video or a jam or a concept. Somebody's done it before. Yeah. And it's like, you can't let that, that fact stop you from doing something that you want to do. Yeah. And so if you go out there looking for it and you're taking in all this information and then it affects you and it stops you from doing something, it's not healthy that you want to do. Yeah. You know, like, and so it's, it's, you know, when I, when I heard you talking about it, I think, at a point, you can come back to social media as long as as long as you're aware of that, because mm-hmm. uh, taking in the fact that that hey, what you're seeing that this person is is out here killing it, and going back to what Dax said is that this person you know pulled this line, and it, it the reality was it took them three hours to do that, and and you know that person their their car looks great in a photo, and it's a piece of shit and barely runs, or yeah. you know like stuff all that sort of stuff, the the monetary stuff and the aspirational, uh, you know, stuff we put out on social media isn't necessarily necessarily representative of, of what's actually happening. Oh, and, and you have to, you keep that in mind you keep that in the forefront of your mind when you look at it. I, so. Dude. Yeah. That was well said for sure. Mm-hmm. And I even look at my own self in these last couple of months, like, dude, I was, these last couple of months, I was like secretly hitting doctor's offices up and fight and doing skin cancer things and all that. But if you look at my Instagram, I was even looking at it the other day, I was like, you would have never known, dude. Like yeah. I was yeah. not showing that yeah. at all. Not that I was like, didn't, it was just for me, it was like, you know, I'm still doing my thing There's so much on depressing it. stuff on there too. It's kind of nice when someone's and it, Yeah, and like, it's like, in, one day I was going to, I'm not saying I wasn't, but still, yeah. it's just like, it just shows that I'm like. But you waited until it was even positive. For me, it was like, dude, I kept that, like, I, I no one knew that. Yeah, you, know? you do, but like, that's for your own, that's, you're not obligated But just think that. about yeah. like how many times everyone does that all the time. Yeah. You know, okay. so you're really not looking at anything that's really of, I mean, you could. It's so hard to see. Nobody's real life is on Instagram. I mean, people have been doing it lately. People which I have like. been I like doing it better. Yeah, I, I agree, and I and it's nice to. And you know, it feels it, nice. But I don't. I definitely don't take credit for it in any sense. But the the Ricani posted that the the Noah Miranda kid that just got on GT posted something about having bipolar. Uh, disorder today like literally dude, like know a few of these yeah. podcasts in a row people he's so good yeah, he's, he's so good and like you see him like five months ago and then see him now and he's like twice as good too so and just, it, just super surprised you know like it's cool that i mean i credit i guess definitely to dakota because that i was gonna say you, you after know, dakota's yeah. podcast i feel like a lot more people have been like I, you know i got a couple issues too and yeah. I, would, I would like to help other people understand that you're not you're not alone. Yeah. 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 I mean, dude, I struggle with a bad dude. Dakota and I have had good talks here and there too. And like, I've had talks with Corey that have been like super, super, super in depth. Like to the, like I wouldn't probably repeat anything yet. Like I'm just not, Yeah, you don't have it. but it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I dude, I'm not, I'm with there with everyone, dude. Like I struggle hard, man. I do. I really do. So it's like, I get it, man. I understand it. But it's like, whenever shit really hits the fan in life, you'll be pretty surprised. Like what you're capable of without even knowing it. Like whenever you really get hit with news, it's like all of a sudden something within you pops up and it's like, nah, I'm fucking handling this. Survival instinct, like you were talking about. Totally. And then it makes you feel good about yourself. And then it's like just that little injection of self-confidence and then you kind of get lifted up out of it and you're like, oh. And we're born into such an easy, simple time in life, like our little generation of just like good hospitals, you know, being in North America or wherever, like there's a lot of really nice places in the world and we happen to be born in California where everything was just like easy, you know, yeah. like, and then COVID hits and people are like, holy fuck, you know, yeah. like all these issues, yeah. like they're big deals or whatever to us. But when you look back in history, it's like, 
dude, there's been some wars and Brutal black history. plagues, yeah. even though there's wars yeah. going on and stuff yeah. right now. This but, is, I mean, and for, I can't speak for everyone, but like, you know, this, this is the weirdest time in my life, you know, like in the, in America, like, yeah, like yeah, I mean, so, you know, nine 11 was a weird time oh, as well, sure, but yeah, like, but COVID is, is fucking bizarre. Yeah. yeah and I, mean, I, and I hope we never experience something like this again, but dude, this is even, fucking weird. Oh, we will through, like go yeah. look back in history. There's like, we are just very lucky to have had, we're very lucky to have this in our life too. Yeah. Really sad about the sick people and everything, but for the people who are fine and get to learn from it and everything, it's like. Like, yep. it's like you're like how you think you're lucky for the skin cancer removal. Like this, our generation was lucky to have something to give us some character and understand That's some true. bigger issues, you know? Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta Glass get some, full. you gotta get some tough skin right now too. I mean, the one thing that really opened my mind or opened my eyes to the times too, or just, um, the fact that like I was going through like surgeries and like doctor appointments and all that type of stuff completely alone because no one was allowed back with me. Yeah. So I mean That's I crazy. was I yeah. was in the waiting room and like we were all just seated by ourselves, everybody spaced apart. And I knew there were people probably in there going in for gnarlier things than I was even going through, completely alone. So I'm like in there and like doctors telling me all these new all these results and all these like different things and I just was like trying to take it all on my own, like holy shit, you know. And then I would like leave and try to feel, try to tell my family members like what the doctor was saying, try to explain it to Corey or someone, but it was like, it was just on me. And that was yeah. really, that was a really interesting thing because luckily for me, like I was in a bad scenario, but it was manageable and I couldn't imagine like what other people are going through with that type of stuff. So I think like it's actually like, dying without their family. Members it's, it's, it's That's sad. Insane. It's a sad thing. It's horrifying. And I think like, um, I think it's more so just like, just going back to what we were talking about a second ago, it was like you, you, whenever it actually hits the fan, you'll be surprised of wh- how well you can handle situations mm-hmm. like that. And I think it's more so like you just got to have tough skin and like, you know, you got this shit, no worries type thing. And, and just you know, treat, remember and it treat be way people worse. light, fucking man. Let's yeah. just treat people nice too. Like, Yeah, don't yell at the little girl in the shop for yeah, telling dude. you to put a mask on. You got to remember, even if you hate minutes. the mask, you know, and you think it's bullshit. Like, I love my band. Still respect the, you know, like this girl's got her job because she has to tell you right, this. Like, you know, I got social anxiety, peace dude. Peace and love. I got social anxiety. My bandana rips. I go into these places now and I can be whatever I want to be, man. I don't mind Face it is covered up, all good. Yeah, it's sick. Do whatever I do. Be whatever I want to be. Ledger's leaving. Yeah, bye. Oh, I, just want, I need to make sure that thing is um, but yeah, I unfortunately have to grab Rudy and take him to the vet. He's getting his cast changed. But dude, thanks so up, much man. for, yeah, you and Rudy at the same time. That was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You were a little bit before him. But uh, you want to go out on anything? Cancer. He doesn't, not even close, no. <laughs> he got we, bit we by a spider. He, we thought he did. Yeah, sorry. But uh, anything you want to go out on? Anyone you want to thank? I know SE's been really cool too. That was oh, something yeah, I forgot obviously. to mention. Like they've always kind of just gave you free will to be you. And one it's been of my like, favorite, dude. The best. I think I've ridden for Todd for like a decade now. One of the best dudes ever. Just lets me literally do whatever I want. He's the coolest dude. He's always supportive of what I want to do. Basically, just lets me be me, and has always been that way. Stoked. Like that's yeah. really cool. Always good things. The old wild man. Always good things to say. But yeah, and then obviously like vans and demo and. And all the boys, like, yeah, they all know who they are and everyone knows who they are. But mostly just like, yeah, enjoy your life and have fun. And, dude, let's just fucking be nice to each other and get through these hard times. Let's just have each other's backs. I think there's like, you know, get on the road, give people space, do your thing, be happy. Know that there's some gnarly stuff out there. If someone needs the help, they need it. But help yourself, too. Like Help yourself. Sit, sit alone. Do your thing. You're not missing out on anything. You're going to be okay. You're going to find yourself. You will get a stride in life again. Just keep fighting that good fight, you know? A lot of people, I feel like, are so worried about fixing other people and other issues. And if you really got into their life, because I've 
personally know, you know, some of these kind of people and it's like, they're so not put together themselves and it's yeah. like, mm-hmm. they're distracting that by just like saying what everyone else is doing wrong. Sometimes like, it's a slight defense mechanism too, I think. Cause dude, facing yourself is fucking horrifying sometimes. Like, when people do know, a bunch of mushrooms or smoke a bunch of weed, they freak the fuck out. Yeah, it's the first hide, time they've dude. ever been with them. Yeah. You like can't in, hide. in years. Yeah. You can't you're, hide from it. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, you gotta like really just face yourself. You gotta really stand up to yourself and face yourself and, and childhood childhood dramas or whatever you know like heartbreaks losses whatever it's like dude you're it's going to be there it will always be there you're not going to get around any of it and it's like you you just have to do just just fucking sit by yourself turn your phone off and and figure yourself out i promise it's going to work it's not going to happen in one night and it won't happen in one night it takes a while and it takes everyone's different and it takes a lot of it it does take a lot of guts to do that man like people that are People that are really fighting. some people never do it. A lot of people never do it. That's dude, what I mean. That's ever. the scariest thing, yeah. man. They literally and never it takes, do it. It takes some balls to do that, dude. It takes some balls, especially to really the sit heavier issues and, you have, yeah. the harder it is. Because for some people, like, oh, it's easy for me. It's like, well, you, you got it pretty going on, you know. Yeah, but dude. imagine like having seventeen things in your head that you don't want to think about, and that no one will ever know about, and you can't explain those to people, and they just eat you alive, and they're so profound to you. Whenever you explain it to people, they just can't empathize with it. Mm-mm. It's horrifying, dude. It's horrifying to be trapped in your own head with thoughts that you don't know how to talk out and that is a very 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 lonely feeling so you think the best way is to talk to yourself about it Hmm. i think i mean i don't know if there's a best way you know i think the best way is to do what you need to do to get yourself happy that's the best way what works for me is being able to sit with myself and be content with that and whenever i'm able to love myself and i feel good about myself whenever i walk into the real world like i don't have meltdowns over clips really and i don't i don't get pissed driving behind some dude who's going slow on the road like whenever I'm worked up, whenever I'm in my head, like I get, you know, I go through those emotions and like any other human does. But I mean, dude, be, living inside your own head is a very, very, very lonely feeling. And, and, to, and to, and for certain people, it's like, and you know, you feel weak really easy to, to vocalize it to certain people. Like there's certain things you don't want to say because you just sound weak or ungrateful or inadequate or I should be like where that dude is. Like he looks like he's handling himself fine. Like why can't I, you know? And there's times where it's like, I have the best life I could ever ask for. If I bring this up, like, how ungrateful am I going to look? Like, someone would kill to have this life. So I think it just makes you sit inside yourself too much. And then once those thoughts start happening, you start to, like, I think, get down on yourself for it. You almost start to feel guilty for having those thoughts. And then you feel like you're inadequate and you don't measure up to people and everyone's better and you're the worst. And, like... I think those are the times, and especially right now, where we're just left to sit and think. Like, you can't really the go. Distractions are a little harder to get to now, dude. Yeah, and I think like, and then the main distraction is just cell phones and 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 those are right entertainment. There. <laughs> it's yeah. like, dude, those aren't good, man. Like, you can you be can, if you have the right mindset can towards be. it. You but... can justify them in ways that you could justify. You can mm-hmm. justify them in any way, but it's at the end of it all, man. Like, the amount of time you sit on a phone, or that most sit on a phone, uh, the amount of time that you actually pour positive things into your eyeballs is probably very slim to like the whole grand picture of like whenever you're on it and what's actually happening and what's actually happening subconsciously that you're not even aware of whenever you're in those environments of like how many time how much time passes and like your your brain the whole time like you're you know your brain is still firing like there's still like the you know the neurotransmitters aren't stopping in your brain you're still processing information and you're and your shit's still going and and your body's still at work. Yeah. So it's like whenever you fill it with those types of things, like, dude, it's going to rewire and route its ways sure. in different ways that you don't even know about. Yeah. So it's like you got to you gotta nip that and, like, sit with yourself and, like, dude, figure – just 
just be cool with yourself and figure yourself out. I'm like, dude, fucking call someone, call a friend, call, I mean, any one of you guys can call me whenever or, or vice versa. I know I could do the same, you know, it's like, Oops, sorry, no shut worries. Up, but up. I think like, that's all it really is, man. It's just like, be, be okay. Be okay with you. You're fucking sick. Everyone is. And just, just maybe take a break, man. And just don't feel like a lazy piece of shit. Cause I know society builds that in your head too. Nah, like I if do. you have a couple of days where you don't leave the house or do something, it's like, Oh, you're lazy. You're blah, blah, blah. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, I'm fixing myself. This is the most important Dude, thing yeah, I could like, be doing. And the you most important day sometimes are the days where you're just left alone and you have to face all that shit and, and work through it, man, and try and just give it a go. And I think you'll see a lot of good results for yourself. Yeah, and figure out what feels good for you. And trust me, man, you're not alone. I'm right there with you, dude. Like, it's tough for me to go about my day. Like, there's days where I really have – certain contest days sometimes are like – it takes every piece of energy I have to feel normal and ride in front of a crowd. There's some of those days are absolute fucking. And it's amazing hell for you for to speak up on all this too, because from the outsider, you know, when they sit down in the stands and see Chris Fox, it's like that guy's got it going on, you know, because you put your shit together and you go out there and do it. But for you to say all this is so motivating to people. Dude, there's like, I mean, I'm there's sure. there's a couple times like is. in the early contest, there's a couple times where I'd wake up and I was like. To fucking telling him I was gonna run away for the day or something. It was like, dude, there's times where it was bad for me. Like, there's times where I wake up and I was like, the the last thing I want to do is have attention. The last thing I yeah. And that just is like my own mental hiccups. Like those yeah. are my own like little problems I have mentally that I that that I think if my mental state, I I probably would have stayed racing. You know, like it it really did affect my racing career, quote mm-hmm. unquote, whatever you want to call it. Like, dude, I've I've really fought mentally for as far as I could remember, and, and I'm an only child too. Like, so I was born. I was basically born in imagination. Like I grew up Mm -hmm. just playing in the backyard by myself. And so I think I developed these like little weird quirks for myself, but yeah, certain contest days are like absolutely horrifying to where, and it has nothing to do with the contest or the people that are there. It's just, I don't like that attention feeling. I don't, I don't want to ride in front of people today. I just don't want to, you know? And yeah, and I would sacrifice, like, I don't care about a contest result. Like if it, if I didn't like, if I didn't love the dudes that put those contests on and like how how much like Vans hooks us up and stuff like it, I probably would have said I probably would have sat out a couple of those because there's a couple of days where I was like I can't do this but yeah but like you said it's like your sponsors doing it so to get this cool life of being 100% on your own and filming these parts and everything you kind of have to sacrifice a few oh things. yeah there's always yeah. always something you got to do no matter how dope your job quote unquote is you yeah. know it's like these contests might be a part of that whole equation sure. and they and suck sometimes, you sometimes but you've learned how to battle through them and, and to the outsider you look good and you want them and to give you credit too like those days you have pulled through them like and i've seen it and it's badass it's sick yeah. to see like we go from like so such a negative thing and then at the end of it you get through it you and, learn from those days dope. yeah that's the only reason i do them that's what, yeah. kind of what i was going to bring up now is like sometimes those days are literally just i the only thing that gets me through them is to just like i'll take a i'll like sit back and just like be like all right man like like, fuck, dude, like, use this to your benefit. Like, basically the exact same, now that I'm kind of saying it out loud, it's kind of cool to think, like, maybe I kind of groom myself through those days for this. But even with the cancer thing, it was like, you just take a step back, and it's like, use this. Like, mm-hmm. make this work to where you could take something later. And those days... Even those days, they sound, like, pretty rough, you know? Like, for you mentally to get up and go to that contest when you just want to run away and disappear. Dude, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, those are rough days that, like, are stepping stones to being able to be a beast and hit that cancer thing full on and be like, I can oh, do yeah. this, you know? Even those little those little gnarly days have led to 
warm-ups to, to this and then yeah, maybe you'll have something just, crazier in your life one day where you're like i fucking oh, I will. i got this i will have you crazier will. shit everybody will you don't get through life on touch it's so gonna it's be easier to be now because you've either. got like, the phone call saying you've had cancer yeah so yeah. it's like in all honesty yeah it's like you're never gonna get through life untouched that i'm not trying to be that's not a negative thing to say it's just the reality of life and i feel like it's tough love you have to accept that about yourself and i think that's why we need these days right now like i need those days of like being absolutely mortified to ride in front of people publicly and absolutely mortified of like how I can't ride this bowl like I want to and that I'm taking a lot of shit I had at home with me. I'm taking all these different problems I've had with me and then they just compound, you know, like taking those. You can't just ignore your weaknesses and shut them out. Exactly. So like taking those and like, like fucking like just trying to handle those to the best of your abilities. Like that's really all you can do at the end of it all. And I promise you whenever, whenever shit hits the fan, you're going to be fine. It's going to work and you're going to handle it and you're going to handle it in a way that you never really thought you would. But I, you have to live those days. You have to live those, like, days of, like, dude, I just don't fucking feel it today. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to be here. I don't want to get up. I don't want to Your best is going to be way different every day, and all you can do is your best. That's it. So I think, like, from, from that moving on, you know, it's like with these times, you're, you're forced into a different life. Our normal got shaken up. Everything's different now. Um, but nobody goes through life untouched. Maybe cruise, maybe chill on the phone and figure yourself out and really use this time to like focus in and work because life's going to kick in again one day and we're all going to be traveling. We're all going to be doing our shit. So by the time that point comes, like maybe use this time that probably will never happen again. Not in our lifetime. Probably not in our lifetime. Hopefully not in our lifetime, but like use it to your advantage, man. Just, just it's a good period to grow. Grow and you're not missing out on anything. Like just do your thing. Just focus on you. It's all good. Hell yes. Chris, words of wisdom amazing writer i love how you just focused in and getting better and better at exactly what you want to do fast and loose things dope writing novels you're admirable that he that he can continue to do what you want to do and you're sticking to that and and not letting outside influence push you a direction that you don't want to go yeah admirable and motivating like all of the above yes thank you well, thank you. I'm so sorry I have to run. I feel like we could just keep going for another six hours. This could have been the world's longest podcast. I, I, I we joked another, about I had that. Another, I had another topic, but I'm going to say, well, I guess we'll save it for the next, next one. We'll have Chris back, yeah. yeah. yeah next dude. time we'll have oh. another, like, we can, you know. Any, anytime, man. Hit love doing anytime. this with Chris. I love this. Yeah, this is fun. It oh, feels yeah. like our normal conversations anyways. Dude, honestly, I was, like, kind of weird. No, well, not weird, but I was curious how I'd handle being filmed and stuff like yeah. this. I didn't even think about it once. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. L- luckily, I, I purposely had you guys on that side because we just get the reflections of the camera. We just see the cameras the entire time oh, and yeah. like that and i'm like uh, look, point the point <laughs> yeah, you guys that way so well say yeah. thick thick thanks chris fox uh, Corey walsh for chilling out with cheap. us fudger for always doing these rbmx yeah unclick baby okay. till next time peace uh, and love cheers. and shred yeah, do your own boys. thing later you gotta say die Corey. uh no not this one. Oh, he's that's changed that's, yeah, he realized he changed. cussed too much uh, in the I last didn't podcast too much. <laughs> fuck it <laughs> 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 <laughs>